Monday night, and I'm like, well, why the fuck did I buy the thing on fucking Monday night? You were going to try to get through gonna... Raw. Yeah. Yeah. CM <laughs> Punk. He's so important because he's just going to stand there and. I watched the whole show. You shouldn't have watched the whole show. I know. Uh, Dan, Daniel, are you good if we're recording? Can we Can we go? Can we do this? Of, of course. Yeah. All right, we're in it. Welcome to Wrestling is Gross. My name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. Uh-oh. And. <laughs> Oh, do you introduce me or do I just You just go me? ahead. You can do you what just... you want. Oh, yeah. my name my name's Daniel. There's Bye. Daniel. Daniel's joining us this week. He's an old friend, and uh, he's going to be talking about some wrestling with us. So welcome, Daniel, returning guest. The quote, wrestling uh, genius. Quote, unquote, Dan- wrestling. The, the <laughs> yes. wrestling genius, Daniel Makabe, to talk about some genius wrestling. <laughs> I wasn't I sure think- if, I, we should, if we should just refer to him by his first name and never call him a wrestler or what. Um but there's levels to this bit that we could do. Um, all right. Well, Zoom in and out. Zoom I, uh, in and out. Yeah, we're not going to talk a bunch about Raw. Daniel Maccabi, did you watch Raw? Are you I, excited for CM Punk to be back? <laughs> I, I haven't had cable in like over 10 years. So I can yes. tell you the, la- the well, last time I watched Raw. I watched so. it on, a, on an Indian piracy website. <laughs> <laughs> I can, yeah. I. So, I mean, that's how I roll these days. But, you know, to each their own. Um, Daniel Maccabi, welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. It's been four plus years. Is that right? It's been four yeah. plus years. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was. I think it was before I won SCI that I was on the show. Yeah, yes. yeah it was a week before SCI. Yeah. Oh, by yeah. the way, this episode, um, I've, I've got a name for it. It's, it's about the SCI. It's, it's called the Septic City Invitational. <laughs> That's a good name. It is a good name. And that's the title of the episode. Um, is it? I think so. I mean, we can talk about it more and more. Um, but no, the so we're doing the Carnage Cup, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the much, uh, the much talked about and hyped that ballyhooed. <laughs> yes, yes, we've been ballyhooing it forth and and backwards, and I feel like it's it's a thing that started as like a, a really just a joke. And then, I don't know, you know, what happens when, like, a bit, like, flies too close to the sun, a la Icarus, it becomes reality. Um, so, you're going to talk to us about the Carnage Cup, which, I guess, after last, or t- 2021, we did the tournament show, back when we liked deathmatch tournaments, and the deathmatch scene was hot and fresh enough uh, to warrant discussion of that, like, level of minutiae, um, and... We talked about the Carnage Cup, and it was the Carnage Cup wherein John Rare had his finger chopped off, of course, famously. Um, and then Hoodfoot, of course, won the gauntlet, <laughs> and then you worked Hoodfoot like three months after that. 
And uh, I think quite famously backstage at Southern Underground Pro, you asked him uh, about the gauntlet, right? Uh, yeah, I've had multiple <laughs> conversations with Hoodfoot about the Carnage Cup. Like, uh, <laughs> there was yeah. a... Um, so it wasn't even it was like a, maybe like a week later, there was a, a, a Southern Underground show and it wasn't the show where I wrestled him. It was the show where I wrestled Cole Radrick and oh, yeah. he was in a tag match against Violence is Forever. Um, and that like the discussion that day was pretty much just everyone else in the locker room giving him shit for working the Carnage Cup. Right. Um, <laughs> but I, he I didn't know, I, though. Right. He didn't know. Or no, whatever. he didn't know. He didn't know. He, he didn't know it was like, like yeah, a Holocaust he's a, a denier. He's a booking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be overly right. protective of a man Mo Atlas have never met, but he's hoodful. He's a big baby. He's he's he, That to... was early on in his like presentation yeah. to the Deathmatch world too. That you people forget he's been the Deathmatch champion all year, right? He's like a he's in the scene, deeply integrated, has worked GCW, and like has done everything that you can basically do as an American Deathmatch wrestler at this point, and. At late late 2021, like he was only brushing up against that. Aiden Blackheart might be the first person who ever hit him with the tube. Is either him or Josh Crane, right? Yeah. <laughs> Shuts out. Uh, no, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. He's a great guy. And I have you. When was the last time you worked around Mo Atlas? Is he still brushing up around you? No, because I, I I I have barely gotten out of the northwest this well, year. Sure. So yeah. well, he's not going uh, up there. He's no Brian Keith or or uh, like you know. There's there's people going well, up you, there. You can do nasty shit up there. I mean, it's up on. Well, it's a yeah, Hoodfoot uh, versus Drexel. Your Defy guy. Yeah, yeah. See, that's um, that sounds like a good match. <laughs> yeah, how's Drexel? You know what? Doing? So so Washington, you you can't. There's like. A bunch of rules against it and so oh. people like try they kind of steer clear of doing anything garbagey in washington um oregon is a little bit more like unhinged and like that's you know prestige is yeah like mushrooms are legal there you could do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> <laughs> it's time um, it, it's it's time to see i mean communism hey. over there <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, let's go for IWA Deep North in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Oh, yeah. Those Nazi compounds. Twin Peaks and communism and wrestling. Idaho is, Idaho is truly unhinged territory. Like, oh, I, I yeah. would not want to wrestle there. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. But you might be able to. I mean, that's the thing. You had to carve it out. Who knows? Maybe there's a maybe it's a hotbed that we just don't know about. Idaho. Hmm. I think my my wife's brother might live in Idaho. I think he's like kind of a he's like a pseudo Mormon. Like a pseudo Mormon. <laughs> uh, well, Daniel Makabe, uh, so you're you, you you told me that you listened to that episode um, and you listened to the show. We're friends. We talk uh, more more now than ever before. It's we've we're, it's so nice to be friends with you, Daniel Makabe. The I, wrestling I, genius. I, I actually agree. <laughs> it's <laughs> that, nice. That, yeah. is, that is that is true. Yeah. Uh, and it's so. But to 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 get you here to do this is is it, it was a bit. Um, and then you know for the longest time I was like. Well, you know, let's do like a let's get Daniel Makabe back on. We'll talk about battle art. So we'll talk about you know world of sports. You know, <laughs> some grappling because um, grappling is gross too. That was the original. That was the British title for the show. It's grappling is gross. Yeah. Um, that was the bearded wrestling grappley fan. Is gross. <laughs> Mate, you remember the bearded wrestling uh, fan? I uh, the hairy wrestling fan. The hairy. Oh, whatever. Dude. Which is worse? Fucking... No, no, no. But that's the worst <laughs> name though. The bearded wrestling fan is kind of. It's like he could almost I, be. I can't dignified. believe I got that wrong. 
I saw Robo no, got booked. Uh, oh, no. oh, Robo was cleared of his of uh, wrongdoing. Oh, apparently. that's great. Malcolm Monroe the Third and Robo, we can bring them all back. Um, right, MM three is cleared. Oh, Ooh, boy, I'll, ba- I'll back loop it if it's not. I'll do the research afterwards. Um, Daniel McCabe, you don't have to comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> there, there might be some times uh, tonight where I, I, I'm choosing to not comment on So things. that was the other thing, right? As we thought, well, what's the thing that he could come on and he wouldn't have to possibly talk about, like, anyone related to anything he could possibly work on, right? Like, the, who's a, what's a show that we could do? Like uh, we could do like Ricky Dozan because those people are all dead, obviously. Like we could do like we could go yeah. way back, or you know we could go way way south. We go way stupid. And you we watched the Carnage Cup. You watched it and you liked it. Is what you said to me specifically your words. I watched the Carnage Cup after listening to your podcast and I liked it. I'm pretty sure from two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I remember it going. Um, and that's how you remember it. Basically, I I honestly don't remember. I mean, I remember I remember watching. You know, I didn't I didn't even watch the whole thing though. I think no. I just cherry cherry picked. That's fine because you don't need. It was a long show. This was well, this is a and type... this is a this was a long show. Too. Well, you weren't is... coming on the podcast for that one. You had to watch this whole thing because you're on the show. Yeah, this is true. The co- you're the co-host. Yeah. Um, I've decided we don't have uh... guests anymore. By the way, they're only co-hosts. Sure. Okay. That sounds fine to me. So welcome. You can put that on your resume. All right, Daniel. Sounds good. Um, so the Carnage Cup t- uh, 13. Is that correct? It is the 13th uh, edition of the Carnage Cup. The first being 2005. 2005. And sort of unofficially, the Carnage Cup one was the King of De- King of the Death matches, which they uh, I guess they had to cancel I... the first one and then they restarted it. And yes, then it's been retroactively uh, named the Carnage Cup. By... Yeah, they got shut down by uh, police, the police. Uh, in the middle of the event. The actual police. I don't, who, who could say why? I, there's genuinely so many reasons why or why not. And you could just be like, there's a bevy of outlaw activity happening in whichever fucking sun downtown they ran. Yeah. That year, right? I mean, so, it's, it's, it's all documented in that the, um, the documentary, the 10 Years of Carnage. Have you seen this, Siobhan? I don't think I've seen this somehow. Well, it's on VK. It's on Russian Facebook. If if you want to watch okay. it, and it's uh, it was made in like I think two thousand six or two thousand sixteen, two thousand seventeen, maybe. Okay. And it it's uh it's a documentary with talking heads of Ke- Kevin Brannon and uh and his his like wife or or sister or whatever <laughs> that whatever she is, um and you know other people involved and that you get some Spider Boudreaux, some candid Spider Boudreaux footage. Which is only more valuable now since his untimely passing, of course. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so I don't is know. Is Big Sicko there? Big Sicko. <laughs> I didn't see Big Whatever Sicko. Whatever that guy's name. Whatever his no, name. no, the other the other clown guy from last was... time. I don't remember him. Well, that guy, I don't know what happened to that guy. I'm talking about <laughs> Little Sicko's dad. Because Little... they have mentioned before that he is like a second oh, generation he... IWA deep and self. He's... Right, but I don't we'll, think we'll he get was to a wrestler. <laughs> we'll to... You're gonna talk about sentimental favorite, little sicko. Yeah, we will. We it's a little sicko is one of the one of the keys to this show, and, um, and, and I think probably for on the, all of on all the... for all of you deuce heads out there <laughs> on Tubi, you can just watch the Carnage Cup from um, fucking 2021 Carnage Cup 12. It's just there on Tubi. Like it's yes, yeah, like it's there. Like it's nothing. Like you can, you can watch, watch the watch Carnage a... Cup on Tubi. 
Yes, you can watch a Michelangelo Antonioni film. You can watch The Passenger. <laughs> you can <watch> blow up. <laughs> I saw a Passenger you... in a museum, uh, in a museum theater. Yeah. I would love to see the Carnage Cup. <laughs> I watched all that jazz on Saturday, and you know what? Yeah. Phenomenal. That's great. Phenomenal. Yeah. And yeah. you know what I could have done after that? Could have watched the Juicy Bruce Gauntlet again. Showtime. That's how I wake up every day. Same as him. Same as him. Um, if you think it's I'm lying, thing. folks. Well, only a uh, little bit. Only you got to get your, you know... Gotta wake, you know the Vivaldi. You have to take your medicine, Daniel. Daniel McCabe, have you seen the film All That Jazz? I've not. No. Well, Roy Scheider. Oh, I named my cat. I named my cat after him. Roy. I, d- I did. I did know that actually. Yeah, you knew yeah, but mostly from Jaws. That's that's the main one. Um, uh, sorcerer, sorcerer. Goddamn. Um, all right. So we're talking about the Carnage Cup, and we're going to talk about the fucking Carnage Cup for real. Um, the Carnage Cup this year took place. Siobhan, help me out here. Is it October twenty first and twenty first? Right, it's a one day show. Yeah, it was a one day show this year. There was the weekend of Carnage. We're not talking about right. the second weekend. day, which uh, I'm sure was entertaining. But is, oh, it, it's, is it, it, a, what it's a, more. It has classic, one match of the year candidate on it. Uh, <laughs> I'm it's serious. At, uh, Jay Blade versus Little Sicko. Jay Blade versus Little Sicko from the day two of the. The weekend of Carnage is will be talked about on the year end show. I'm just going to put that out. I, there. I've seen people be excited for it. I will see me I and Ty be excited for it. I saw I saw uh, a friend of the show no at another spammer, John. Oh, did you watch saw that? him be excited? Yeah. Mm. So that's enough. That's three people. That's good. That is three people. I can three make. People who I can be, I'll, I'll be the fourth. Three. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, we, I mean, I I will watch it after this. I don't know why I'm committing to the bit this hard, but I I will I mean, also watch. You don't need to watch like the Boris Dookie shit apocalypse match or whatever. Like no, that. definitely that's the that's the backyard. That's the most that that we don't need to even talk about that. I don't even understand what that is. When I watched that, I really started to question what I was even doing. Uh, <laughs> the Boris Dookie shit shit viver series eight. Uh, eight man tag where the ring was covered in toilet paper and like it was like basically it, it seemed like it was an eight man tag by all the guys from the day before who put who set up all the light tubes and shit like it was their match almost certainly <laughs> i'm yes. pretty sure like the guys who in the in the opening match are there with the lighters uh like ready to light stuff on fire on like a specific yeah uh timetable which they did one probably well. one of the referees somehow the show had more referees than almost any other indie wrestling show you'll see all year that's true i guess that's true yeah they had like, yeah. <laughs> at least three maybe four referees crazy i mean you have to have backups in case of an accident like uh, you do like that like that one referee who got cut up real bad at the king of the death matches that one year in like 2015 um what was that guy's name i was forget the guy's name we've talked about it on the show um this is so. This is IWA Deep South. Uh, at this point, is notorious. Everything, everything about IWA Deep South is a joke. Um, everybody knows them as a as just a, a a big stupid joke, and like they're hillbillies, and they're n- not remotely resembling real wrestling. Like it's it's the reputation is so deeply in the toilet that they even have the shit viber series, and they're like it's, it it, it yes. seems like they're very aware of it. And they enjoy yeah, it. it's it's yeah. They just don't like. This is a promotion that used to run some legit stuff. 
Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, you could just look I at mean, the cage match. Like a, yeah, like you could see this being like the, that this was an outpost, the southern outpost for Chikara in some ways. Yes, a it's lot of Chikara like, guys would work here all the time. It's it was it's remarkable. Those 07 cards where they're full of just like Pinky Sanchez and Jigsaw and Mantis Black and whatnot. It's, yeah, it's like Chris Dickinson versus Jimmy Rave or something. And you're like, that's. <laughs> That is way too legit. A dead guy uh, versus know, a dead guy. Yeah, yeah, I know Chris Dickinson who uh, is is having is sadly jujitsu, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's dead to me. Jujitsu is a fake martial art. But um, no, it, you're just like no, that's like not low rent. And then you're like, this has got to get low rent, right? To be what we, and then it gets low rent. But it was always low rent because, like guys like Spider Bedrow and John Rare, and well, they're the second generation of IWA Deep South. Now, Daniel, you, you've seen like you've seen IWA Mid South. You've you know you know the like the 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 incredible things that can come from this like level of dirtbag Midwest indie, especially like you've seen the beauty of Meth Lab Battle Arts. You know. I I yes I I do I I bought Jr's uh, zine too yeah um, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I'm 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 very familiar and like <clears throat> when when we were first uh, acquainted on the internet you know almost twenty years ago like we were all in on getting all the smart mark stuff um, from mid south and CZW and, and yeah. all those products. like that was honestly. That was when I first started uh, independent wrestling. That that's what me and my friends wanted to do. It's just that the Northwest was like twenty years behind, and no one was doing that like kind of super indie or like an approximation of super indie uh, here. So it it just wasn't going to happen. But yeah, I guess the closest is like you would go to like APW or whatever, right? Like any like there were like NorCal indies that kind of had some of that, but like that's that's. <laughs> To, for me to get to to Northern California, like San Francisco from here is 15 a 17-hour 17, 17 yeah. drive. 15, yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God, it is crazy. It's a big-ass country. Um, there's a lot of damn land we got here. I um, wonder where it all came from or how we got it in the first place. kind of weird. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, uh, You don't celebrate. Uh, you, well, you celebrate no, a different bad Thanksgiving day. Yeah, so. and we're, 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 we're going to talk about that because the, well, the Canadian and, Thanksgiving and, episode next year. <laughs> I, I'm also marrying an American in six months, so I get two Thanksgivings now. Oh, oh hell yeah. Oh, you know, you know Mazel Tov on the green card. Yeah. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's great. We love it here. Um, it's uh, it's it's the most American thing, I think, in the world, though, is the Carnage Cup. Um, and just, you know, I've I've been to this – is, this is Tennessee, right? McKenzie, Tennessee? This is McKenzie, Tennessee, uh, the middle of literally nowhere because it's um, – yeah, just somewhere in between like three different counties. Like nobody <laughs> really wants this area. That's just like some awful looking. I mean, honestly, it's not the worst looking in terms of just the, the actual scenery, but in terms of well, it's not um, on fire. It doesn't is... look like fucking uh, Chernobyl. Okay, yeah, in terms of being a <laughs> campground or whatever, it's like boy, there are not a lot of amenities that seem to be present. There's not a healthy well, that's like floral or There's fauna a... scene. There's a bunch of references like Larry Legend refers to the fact that like they had to drive down like a dirt road in the middle of nowhere to get there. And <laughs> yeah. I, I Googled it. It's like basically halfway between Nashville and Memphis. So it's like truly like <laughs> there's nothing big. No, here. it's on the circuit. Like, you know, they 
like Lawler could have stopped here for gas. Yeah, this is like where this is like not far from where Jeff Jarrett is like born. Not that was he far. born in a barn? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, because he's he is the uh, he was born in Christ. a Tupelo concession stand. He was yeah, he was born in a manger. Yeah, <laughs> of blood. Yeah, God bless him. Uh, you're a big fan of that. You're, you 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 were saying to me, I've got that Texas Chainsaw Massacre Deathmatch as uh, an honorable mention on my. Oh, bed. that's a locked honorable <laughs> mention. No, it's. I think it's brave of you to do that. Yeah, you got to check out Preston Vance and Drillistico versus Hook and Jungle Boy. <laughs> so stupid to see how far we've come and how that company is just like, <laughs> just. Not, it's just not doing well. Not relevant. Has gone down the yeah. tubes. But in May, they did Dralistico and Preston Vance versus Hook and Jungle Boy, and I was like, "This is the shit that is gonna. They're gonna win the ratings war next week. God damn it!" <laughs> and then it's it's all over so fast. Um, yeah, it's the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, it is it is really out there. I I looked and I like I I kind of me and Ty kind of were looking at like uh. You know, what it would be like to try to go to the Carnage Cup next year. Because I don't think I'm going to go to Philly for Mania. Yeah. Like, even if Phil wrestles Steve Austin, if my if my my dad wrestled my grandfather, <laughs> uh. if, if I was so lucky to see that, I think I still might not make it to Philly. And apparently getting tickets to WrestleMania are like, it's still really expensive now. No, it's obscene, yes. Yeah. Um, I went to a house best... show on Sunday. I don't know. Daniel, I went to. I took my kids to their first wrestling show on Sunday. They got to see Cody and Bianca Belair and all the stars. How did they feel about that? I mean, it was cool. We were up a little late. It was a school night. It was like, it was. they didn't draw that good. It was the night after Survivor Series. And it was the night after CM Punk returned. It was all very weird. They were CM Punk chance, but I mean, how, how old are your kids again? Uh, f- uh, my son's gonna be five in four days, so five and eight. Um, okay, and you know, vaguely, you know, they know wrestling enough, kind of. My daughter really likes Malachi Black. <laughs> I I went to my first house show when I was seven. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. F- I was five. Famously, the uh, the Undertaker. Uh, I was very scared of him, and I ran under the the bleachers. And my, my dad had to come get me and was very upset with me. <laughs> the, the first house show I ever went to was headlined by Undertaker and the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, yeah. So I was a couple years later. It would have been, it was Gonzalez, I think, was the, uh, but it might have just been an angle. I've never been able to really figure out what the, <laughs> you know, when you try to find these things on, on cage match. Um, you were telling me about your, uh, your experience seeing uh, a 2000 Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> 2000 Nitro. A, a, oh, a, a week before the Mad Jack match, right? Yep. <laughs> Mad Jack. Yeah, yeah. Makabe was at Nitro the night Mad before. Jack. Mad Jack oh. was the night after the Nitro that I went to in Kelowna, British Columbia. Yeah, yeah. Makabe got to see uh, Vampiro versus Sting versus the Great Muna versus the Demon in a Fatal 4-Way match that went two minutes and six seconds in the main event. That's beautiful. <laughs> What a, what a what a time for golf! I I asked him and, 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 if he if he remembered fondly seeing the Great Muda, and he said honestly, I don't think I could remember even seeing him. He was, <laughs> I mean, two two thousand. That's that's really just the pretty good Muda. 
That is a pretty good. Oh, Muda. It's, it, I don't know. It's pretty bad Muda. Oh no, he's <laughs> fucking. Oh, he's fucking terrible. It's, that is the that's, worst possible. Yeah, era. this is before. This is before the shaved head, all Japan. Yeah, rod, before he did the like, wizard. Oh, right? he's good. Yes, that's yeah, like right like, before he figures out the wizard. Two thousand and one. He's maybe the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, he's crazy. fantastic. Yeah, with that ten rematch. Goddamn. Um. Yeah. But that is like the <laughs> least. About that. That's the least inspired run of his career. Is yeah, so you get and... to see that, and that's pretty good. <laughs> no, it's 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 fun to go back and look at those those cage match of the of the shitty shows you were at. Um, and hopefully, my kids will get to do that one day one day too. Um, all right, so the Carnage Cup. I'm going to talk about this. So next, uh, next year you're taking your kids to the Carnage I'm Cup? I'm taking them to the Carnage Cup. Uh, but unfortunately, the, the information of the Carnage Cup on cage match is never accurate, as accurate as a Nitro in Kelowna from 2000. So, you know, I'm not sure if it'll be exactly the same experience. But all we can hope is to try our best to replicate, you know, the things we experience as little kids. And that's the whole cycle, right? Um, the Carnage Cup. October twenty first. Yeah, let's say it was October twenty first. Are we not? Are we not? Are we just guessing? No, it, it, uh, it was October. It was absolutely October twenty first. Oh hell yeah! All right. Yeah, no, it felt, it felt right. It oh felt yeah, right. I, I think it Osprey was... got it tattooed on his arm, right? <laughs> and the attendance number eighty four. <laughs> um, it's literally the middle of nowhere. It's a fucking field. Um, there's no buildings that you can see, I don't think, right? There's no visible anything. All of the infrastructure is U-Haul trucks, yes. Yeah, yeah. There's no, like, la- like the 2021 one, the previous one, which was two years ago, there was like a, there was sort of like a fairground sort of thing. They were like rooftops. They were um, canopies. Yeah, yeah, that was a VFW uh campground of some t- site. Yeah, it looks like a place you could have held a proper cookout there. Whereas this... Yeah, like- they, I mean, they had stands. They did not have stands for this one. They did not yeah. have bleachers. They had – everyone was about 47 feet from uh, the ring. Yeah, and, it was further away than Starcade 85. <laughs> yeah, it's it's oh my weird God. experience. Uh, like I would have to imagine just being that far from – and I guess it's like – Well, it was bring your own chair also, right? Yes. Yeah, BYOC. <laughs> BYOC. That was a, that was one of the funnier things I thought <laughs> from the original, and that was the other thing is uh, the 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 night that we sort of came up with this idea, me and Makabe, we like uh, I found the Eventbrite for it, and I just started sharing it with him, and then started sharing it with you, and about and then posting about it, and I just really got excited about it because I kind of forgot that it was happening. It was like this is like October nineteenth, and I'm like I'm like yeah. oh yeah, this is this weekend. Oh fuck. And then you you never know if it can somehow not happen. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is sometimes the Carnage Cup is going to happen and then it just doesn't, you know, that's, yeah, that's the way it uh, is. You know, I mean, this is a promotion that runs one show a year, basically. Yes. Yes. So and God who bless knows if that'll it. happen. So now they have gotten this sort of deal with XPW, right? This was on the stream XPW website for you know it's like a pay-per-view like the model is these days um and so we've got the xpw infrastructure in place which means they're a high level of production value Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, um i guess chris Kloss arranged for it or something like that right or who the hell knows rob himself or rob black himself could have just been like 
Sounds fantastic. I mean, I don't know how you have kind of scumbag shit. I need to be putting on my streaming surface that I somehow have. (laughs) I mean, who knows who's friends with whose? Like that's true. Like Daniel, you you are like you have to you have to get you're you're booked by promoters. You know promoters. You text with them. You 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 deal with this kind of thing, and you have your contacts right. But like, who knows? Like how this the degrees of separation. You know who knows who they know. You know, like these people, the web is far. I think the guy who runs IWA Deep South, what's his name again? Kevin Brannon? Kevin Brannon. I mean, he's probably, he probably knows a lot of people. That guy. He's been around for 20 years now. He's, he has to have met people. <laughs> I think, um, I think the, the, the fact that one of the first things you hear is that Larry Legend um, is so important. It really introduces the level of gravitas. Um, Makabe, have you worked on a show with Larry Legend? Ooh, I don't believe I've ever met the man. No, seems it seems like it's very possible you would have, but um, he is truly one of the one of the legends of of the scene of the last decade. I want to say, um, and really is so important for this. I I think the. Um, his level of just losing it the entire show is so, so integral to this. Um, and he starts out the show, um, in the six sided ring, of course. Um, mm-hmm. which I don't think any of anybody knew it was going to be a six sided ring. Uh, no. And it, I believe it is referred to as an octagon. Several <laughs> we'll times. get there. We're going to go. We're going to talk about it. <laughs> constantly referred to as an octagon. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it certainly is. It's not an octagon. Six sides. Uh, have you ever worked a... All right, two questions, Daniel. Yeah, uh, yes. have, you ever, have you ever worked a six-sided ring, and have you ever worked an octagon? <laughs> uh, no to both, unfortunately. Fucking shit. All right. Remember when um, Negro Navarro I, I, I like, wrestled, wrestled a match in, in an octagon? <laughs> Pardon me. I have wrestled in a five-sided ring, though. Yes. Of course. A pentagonal <laughs> Pentagon Jr. Perhaps <laughs> there there was there was a promotion here here based in Bellingham, Washington, which is about twenty miles south of the U.S. Canada border. Probably most famous for being the home of Ryan Stiles from oh. Whose Line Is It Anyway? I thought you were going to say and... most famous for being home of the five sided wrestling ring. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, uh, but Ryan Stiles band... is great. Star of Hot Shots it's also, too. It's also where the band Death Cab for Cutie began, but. Nice. Um, I also I think that uh, one of the Hillside Stranglers got arrested there. Good time. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. But I'm uh, just doing so the they, double thumbs up into my microphone. Yeah, like, they yes. they had a a five sided ring promotion that that ran for uh, like three or four years, and I wrestled for them twice. And uh, maybe my least favorite ring I've ever taken a bump in in my life. I'm trying to figure out the mechanics of this the engineering like how does it even stand it it's i've i've never seen a ring that's more constantly bowed in and like on the brink of collapsing within on itself i mean this show this show has that vibe it's well that is that is true (laughs) yeah like i don't i don't understand the mechanics because i've seen that of uh i've seen that was like fgc or something it was like a little abbreviation on cage match. Would I, would I be like, 
wonder what Daniel's been doing. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, and I'm like, you okay, found well, this. You... And I'm like, what the fuck is that shit? Uh, in terms of like the – because I haven't seen it. I'm just like – you would need like two level levels of planks to keep it from falling in. If you yeah, I don't really understand. That, yeah, right. Yeah, the the engineering behind it must be fascinating. You need to have, yeah, you need to cross section the planks <laughs> and shit. And I, we would need a John Zandig to build a ring like this. You need a John Zandig <laughs> to build a ring like that. This is true. Uh, the yeah, Washington's John Zandig. He's a there's there's a guy like that out there for sure. Yeah. There, there there are plenty of people living at out, outside <laughs> of the city limits. Yeah, yeah, it's a good good place out there. Um, all right, so Larry Legend brought here. Of course, Larry Legend was part of the IWTV infrastructure and ICW, and was like a big you know was like a. I think a really important part of that and ha- was pulled away by XPW and is now like ridiculed and hated by IWTV uh, reply guys. <laughs> and fair enough. I mean, he did sell out, whatever, um, you know, but it's, it's, it's funny. And it's funny that he ended up here. Um, Larry legend here in a place where he is uh, probably the only black person. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can. Um, yeah. Because there are so few people here in the first place. Well, that's that, that too. Statistically, <laughs> I'm just going to say probably. Really. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just has to be here and has to work. And he's getting paid, I imagine, fairly well. But it's not easy to be out here. Um, he do- So he, he does do his best, though. Um, he, he, calls him, he calls him Spider Bordeaux. Um, he and does, when oh, they... God, he does the most... <laughs> The he the most fucking botched uh, announcement of a ten bell salute of all time. He does the he <laughs> mispronounces a guy's like name in a cider. tribute. It's not like he called the motherfucker cider. Cider Bordeaux is what he called him. Yeah, Bordeaux. yeah. Bordeaux. That's uh, not the, that's not a man. No, and it's also it's you know the Spider Bordeaux uh, gauntlet, and, of course, is what the this the, Hoodfoot won a plaque. Hoodfoot won a plaque. I'm constantly thinking about that plaque. Does he have that, that plaque? plaque? <laughs> Daniel, do you know if he has that plaque? I, I cannot confirm nor deny whether I'm, he has the plaque. He's not I'm good const- at getting back DMs. So. Yeah, no, I know. I'm trying to get thinking it. about that fucking plaque. And like, it's so funny. How, he looked really happy much, about it. He looked like he had a fucking crit. He hadn't <sighs> won titles. You got to think about how long, how far Hoodfoot's come in the two years since Carnage Cup 2021. <laughs> He looked like he had a fucking great time, and and it's hey, yeah, it is what it is. He did great. It was a, it, hey, it was a step along the journey. Um, Larry Legend says that the ten bell salute is dedicated to an, another man whose name escapes him at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it was not the best memorial I've ever seen. Um, uh, from <laughs> like my name tonight is Hill Billy Legend. Hill Billy uh, which Legend. He, which didn't even doesn't really fit the Caribbean Larry sort of thing, you know. He he should just be Hillbilly Larry. Well, he's eating a chicken wing while he does the intros. He's and eating some. Yes, he's eating some um, fried chicken. Yes, it's good. Uh, it's really good. She's, she's selling for the uh, concessions, and uh, he will reference this. the The real theme of commentary is that he and Chris Claus have negative charisma, uh, ne- negative ke- uh, chemistry. I should say. Well, and Larry Chris, keeps doing like a gay baiting thing. That's fu- I Chris, think is very funny, personally. <laughs> some of them are kind of fun, and some of them are like reaches. Chris Claus to the end 
by the end of it assumes that literally everything he's saying is and it's like they both sort of lean into it yeah (laughs) yeah i don't know well and i it's like i don't know what chris claus's deal is aside from that he is an extremely square man as an announcer yeah well i don't know i mean he loves the 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 theme from halloween free we know that he there's a lot of things that we, we yeah is that, but, that what that was he's kind of gonna... bo- yes he's kind of a boring and I didn't realize that's what that was okay the uh, irky, irky, irky thing yes yeah and his own tribute to Sage and Supreme who doesn't do that gimmick right now she's doing a different weird gimmick in fucking XPW <laughs> <laughs> yeah no the entire XPW of of it all is so strange to me. Um, and it, that it's like a, a part of this, but also at the same time, they're still doing just IW Deep South and it's just John Rare doing his own brand of performance art. Um, we'll get, we'll get to the match. We'll get to the first match. The first match is arguably the most important match of all of them. Um, because it is the John Rare match. It's um, the John Rare match. Uh, Daniel, had you, you had, you, you watched last Two years ago, you watched John Rare versus Blaine Evans in the spiral death match. Is that correct? I, I, if I recall, I skimmed it. I, I actually <laughs> did not want to see the thumb thing. Yeah, I understand. So My wife didn't I, even want to hear about it. So I, I just chose not to watch most of the match. So, yeah. and so I would call. I still would say that it's a worked shoot. He didn't have the whole thing cut off. Well, <laughs> the funny thing was the idea that it was like an ingrown fingernail or some shit. Yeah, is there a? Did he gimmick it? Yeah. What do you? <laughs> the idea that he like lost his entire finger, but like he just lost like a little bit of it, a little tip, just a little, which bit. is a bad idea, and he shouldn't have done it, but. What a thing. Yeah. You know what? After seeing some of his, like, decision-making, mm-hmm. like, at mm. at, uh, at play in this three-way that we're about to discuss, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I would not put it past him that he actually did cut off his entire thumb. So. Yeah. So I, I, we're, we, are, we are sure that he didn't cut off his entire we have thumb. Seen, we have seen a, a photo. There's a photo. There's, like, a little tip. A little tip of it's gone. There's I part mean, of again. the thumb. It's part. It's just a little bit. Profoundly inadvisable to do that, but it's le- so you you think about your thumb. He's got less than you you probably have of a thumb. He or no, is it his be- thumb? Was it a? It, it was a. It was like a. I think it might have been his ring finger or something like okay, that. Okay, surely not the thumb. How are you going to hit yeah. the A and the B button? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you. I mean. Who knows what John Rare does for a living? Maybe he's a carpenter. Maybe he's like, eh, oh. it's a miraculous that I've made it this long without losing one. I might as well just take my chances. That reminds me. I do have actually a note about what what John Rare is like in real life that I want to get to in a bit. Um, this first match, the first match of the Carnage Cup. The Carnage Cup this year, of course. The prestigious 13th Carnage Cup. The 12th Carnage Cup was won, of course, by Chewy Martinez. Chewy Martinez. Who we will talk about at length. We have to but talk not about yet. Martinez. Not yes. yet. Because we got other pressing matters. Um, uh, Daniel, are you excited to talk about Chewy Martinez with us? <sighs> we, <laughs> we already had a little preamble in the texts earlier. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not not my favorite competitor in the Carnage Cup. Not your favorite. All right. Um, Chewy Martinez. Uh, the 
three-way dance with a single guy getting eliminated from the first round gimmick. Best this is the, the best format. The CCW best of the best format. Uh, Daniel, you ever see best of the best two? I Do- probably did when it first happened, but I haven't seen it probably since 2000. That would be 02. That's is right. That what- Johnny Storm versus Jody Fleisch. That's that shit. Yes, I, yeah. of course. That's I, I did see it, but but not since. You remember that? What do you call it? The reverse Rana? Not the reverse. What do you call it? The that Johnny Storm rewind rewind Rana. That's that shit. I love that guy. Um, sorry. Um, opening match here. It is Brian White, the death, the death match, match Juggalo, <laughs> the death match Juggalo. One of the funniest things is that he has designated himself the official deathmatch juggalo because that's the one and only of deathmatch wrestlers. Yes, it's and like, it's yeah the 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 Venn diagram of deathmatch wrestlers and juggalos. It's like an incredible thing. Many uh, of, many deathmatch wrestlers have been employed by the ICP in the first. Some of them have been employed for things that aren't actually being a wrestler, like being sure. security and shit. Yeah, they they wear many hats. Like Too Tough soldiers. Tony works security for them and shit, and it's like, what does Too Tough Tony have to say? I'm sure he has no thoughts on this. Uh, Daniel, have you worked any shows with Cashflow? I've never met Cashflow. No. See, I, that's one there. I thought like maybe because he's like a part of that Southern that Indianapolis scene. I thought there was maybe a chance, but uh, um, <laughs> just trying to think with the overlap. Cashflow came off. Uh, by all accounts, very well on the OVW TV show that aired on Netflix. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. That nice. no, I mean, I, I, I've, I've heard he's a, I don't know, yeah, a positive influence in that that scene or whatever. Um, the uh, <laughs> Brian White, the Deathmatch Juggalo, versus. I guess we're gonna do this like a regular episode. Should we do this like a regular episode? And do the matches? Yeah, well, we'll just do whatever we want. Yeah, we can okay. do. Let's let's do matches. Yeah. In a, a normal... in a roundabout way. Whatever. doesn't matter. Uh, this first match on this episode of the podcast, uh, Brian White, the Deathmatch Juggalo, versus Little Lil Sicko. Returning competitor from uh, from De- Carnage Cup 12, Lil Sicko. Returning Sicko versus John Rare, also. The Angel of Death. The Angel of Death, the returning competitor. John Rare, the Angel of Death. I think the Angel of Death is a lovely name for him. I think it is really... I think it fits him because he's hardly angelic. <laughs> yeah. I would describe him as he comes out. So. All right. Brian White's Deathmatch Juggalo. He looks like a normal guy. He looks about 50 and he has a face only a, a grandmother could love. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Lil Sicko has an incredible physique. He's I mean, God, you could count the abs on this guy and lose. You could lose count counting the abs on this fucking guy. Um, and he's got one uh, one long pant leg and one short. He's right? doing the Zack Ryder yeah. Ruby Soho. He's here to show the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, Daniel? I I get what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you ever do the uh, you ever do the Rough Rider? You ever hit that move? I've uh, I've taken it I've taken it from Effie before. But I've never... <laughs> Great, excellent answer. Um, and uh, and then we got John Rare. Uh, John Rare comes out and he is, uh, he's got a, he's got like a horror movie mask. He takes about 10 minutes to walk through the crowd. Um, and he's carrying like a big scythe, scythe. It's like, a, it's, a, 
Sickle? sickle, 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 um, and it's like it's on a big, uh, like bendy stick. He kind of it looks. It's he's supposed to be like the Grim Reaper, right? Yeah. Um, but it looks it's pretty sick. It looks like an expensive prop. I was, I was immediately thinking, like, man, how much did they spend? How much did he spend on that? Or did he make it? Like, is this guy like, is this guy like a true outsider artist, or is he a, a poser? And I think the answer is that he's a true outsider artist. He probably he's definitely an outsider artist. Yeah. He's, now, what mediums he practices in beyond yeah. exploding? Yeah. Who can uh, say? I want to ask. good at exploding. He is good at exploding. Uh, first of all, Daniel Maccabe. Uh, I, <laughs> sorry. Um, it's just funny that you're on the episode about this, um, which is why I keep saying your full Christian name. Um, Daniel Maccabe. The, um, the works of Daniel Johnston – uh, G.G. Allen, Blowfly, these guys, you know, these, like, crazy... Uh, Rocky Erickson. Yes, Rocky Erickson. Jandek. Is, yes. Oh, Jandek. So Rocky Erickson and Jandek are two uh, Texas heroes. Jandek's Houston, yes. Rocky Erickson in Austin, obviously. Uh, those are my dudes. I, I think John Rare, not unsung necessarily, but we sh- he should be in the conversation a little more as, like, one of these types. Uh do, do you like do you like what John Rare has to offer us here, Daniel? I mean, I I feel like we could just have a two-hour <laughs> episode about like what are we even doing here, right? <laughs> Does this like, fit in the medium of wrestling? Well, and like like do we genuinely enjoy this or is this all like one big ironic you know, like wink and a nod. Right. Um, but do I enjoy seeing people who I, I, um, hmm, this might, this might be rude. Look down upon, Mm. um, like hurting themselves for my entertainment. I'm not opposed to this. So do I enjoy what John rare does? Like, did I, was I entertained by this match? Yes, I was. He's got something. Well, undeniably, (laughs) And it's not just scabies. <laughs> it's it's probably scabies. Um, I don't know how to, to to quantify his something. You know, like well, a lot. It's a lot of whatever some, it is. <laughs> I, mean, I, I I took a decent amount of notes. I think my my favorite thing is there's a moment, and I don't want to talk out of you know out of turn. We'll go um, a little chronological, but it's this is a weird show, so it doesn't but, matter. But about three quarters of the way through the match, there's a spot where he like. Attempts to hulk himself up by uh-huh. stabbing yes. his arm with a box cutter. Okay, that's the big yeah. spot. And then proceeds to realize, like, oh, fuck, oh, I got fuck. myself a little too good. Yep, yep. We, uh, we, let's, let's just run through the match and we'll get to it. Because that is the centerpiece. And I, I, uh, that, that, that moment so inexplicable that I literally wasn't sure I had seen what I had seen. I had to rewind it multiple times to yeah. confirm my- what I it happens <laughs> fast. It happens. Let's we'll get. To, let's just go through the match. Um, that's that's great. I mean, this is a great start. Um, first of all, my first note is just: Can you imagine how much fucking hydrocodone and Xanax is in that ring, just in the bellies of these three right now? <laughs> uh, that's three guys who just sort of they, they, those guys are just sort of staring off through each other. This is the Thousand Island stare for sure. Um, the. Uh, there's these guys around the ring that are there, I assume, to put fires out or start fires. Um, we've got 
fireworks wrapped around the non-ropes. There's no actual ropes in the ring. There's no canvas on the ring. How else to describe this? There's razor wire, not barbed wire. I feel like I have to explain this because it's so absurd, but it's not barbed wire. It's the it's the shit that's on the fucking prison fences. Yeah. Like actual razor wire, which is like, you know, they do the razor board matches. Jun Kasai has gotten, you know, they do those where it's in foam, which is like mm-hmm. made to like break. So it does like those are there's like a level of gimmicking to those, right? Ostensibly, yeah. It's I mean, like, that's the idea. They, they hit it and it breaks. The foam breaks so that you don't hit all impact against the razor board. So Takeda doesn't impale his heart or whatever. Yeah, and also like, okay, so it just here's a spot and then we're done with it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this is this is just out of control. Um, and you know, he did this the last time, John Rare, and and I, you know I haven't seen every John Rare match. I'm gonna we're gonna go through and watch them all eventually. I kind of um, think we have to at this point. I got a playlist of every Carnage Cup thing that's on VK, and it's all but like two. And and then there's, I think there's a torrent. I mean, I don't know. There's a torrent with no seeds on XWT. If anybody can get me the Carnage Cup from, oh, I think it's 08 I'm missing, and like one other. We'll talk. Hit me up. Uh, send us an email. Wrestling is gross at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, uh, the razor wire is just like just absurd. It doesn't even, it doesn't make sense. Um, and as we'll see in other matches, it, it literally doesn't make sense because you can't even do a spot into it. It doesn't even make it doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, so yeah, this is. Can uh, you buy razors that are already dull? Oh, that's a good question. I don't like. I genuinely don't. I don't. <laughs> that's not even. Is this a thing you can gimmick? It's like. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. What, what do you even do with this? I, I also don't know where you buy razor wire from. Like, Well, that's fair. You want a defense contractor to... catalog that comes in the mail once a year. Well, and so <laughs> as, as someone who who has organized his, his share of backyard events where barbed wire was used, I, I sure. know where you purchased that. And yeah, I, garden section. On multiple occasions. You get that Yeah, of course. Um, I, I, you know what? We used to be able to get it at our equivalent of Lowe's, and then they stopped carrying it. Canadian Tire. They don't carry it at Canadian Tire, no. Mm, that's um, but I, I had to drive like an hour away to like uh like a uh, tackle and feed like a like a farm <laughs> Sorry. supply. Store. Didn't mean to laugh at the Canadianness of that, but sorry. Yeah. No, no, but, uh... no. You don't be sorry. I'd be sorry. I am the one who is sorry here, Dimitri. <laughs> I am the one who is sorry. Oh my god! So I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. You the dull. The idea of dulling it and like gimmicking razors. I don't know. Yeah, didn't even consider that. That's a great question, Siobhan. There's some more questions than there are answers. There's more this. questions than there are answers, and that's always a sign that you're watching something that's good. Um, that's you know that's like you're watching a, a primer or whatever. <laughs> um, this is the primer of wrestling matches. Um, start out early, John Rare. Uh, let's see. There, there's a, there's a there's like a shitty chop exchange to start. Um, they do kind of wrestle a little bit here at the beginning. Um, not really, but they do like an exchange. They do you know they go back and forth as wrestlers mm-hmm. do. You know Daniel when you go when you get in there. 
and you're like, I'm going to do a forearm, and the other guy's like, I'll do one too. They do some of that for a bit. I, I wrote down that there was a headlock in this match. I don't remember there the specifics is. of it. So. There's a headlock, yeah. Yeah, I think it's. I think actually Little Sicko does a headlock, ta- or no, Brian White does a headlock taper, uh, takeover onto Little Sicko and sort of has him in a cover, and that's when John Rear grabs the first, two, first bundle of tubes and hits, he headbutts them onto Brian White's face, and then he holds the light tubes sideways and smashes the light tubes into themselves in little sicko's face, which is like the most dangerous possible thing you could do. And that's how this (laughs) match starts. Basically they got this huge skewer board, these massive, like two foot long skewers that you'd like roast marshmallows on and little sicko gets this effective punji pit. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Little sicko gets hip tossed onto that. Like this is like a thing that looks like it could literally go through a person uh, puncture a lung a la Marcus Crane. What the fuck's wrong with this guy? Uh, RIP. And it's just, it's a terrifying item. Um, oh, yeah. I think he picks it up and he throws it at Brian White's face, too. Immediately, John Rare, like, establishes himself as, like, just a maniac who has an incredible energy, right? Um, and then he fucking, like, disappears. He disappears I- for, feels like minutes. So he seems like he cut his hand or something early on. I was very confused because he gets, he gets like rolled out on, he like, they're, they're setting the ring on fire. So they're setting the ring on fire a la the, uh, the old wing, you know, the famous like death matches that you see clips of on Twitter once every two yeah, months. Yeah, it's like um, towels wrapped in rubbing alcohol or some or kerosene or something. Yeah, like the Sheik like, matches from like '92 FMW, like that. Like, but, you know, yeah, sir. Carlos Colon versus Hercules Ayala. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. That. That's the best one, right? This one. That's yeah. the best one. TNT um, and uh, Carlos also good. I don't know if I've seen that. But, yeah, you, Bucky is referencing Sheik and Sabu versus Onita and Goto, which only lasts two minutes before they. <laughs> well, the ring starts to burn down. <laughs> Right? They, like, all got, like, smoke poisoning immediately? Yes. Sheik was legitimately fucked up, yeah. Yeah. He got severe smoke inhalation, yeah. So funny. What a badass way to do a match. That's, uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, do you ever, do you ever work a, a a show with TNT, with Savio Vega, Dan? I've never met TNT, no. Seems like it's also a possibility. Seems like I hope th- I hope this becomes a running bit of you just asking me like some I'm gonna really... hit one and then the fucking <laughs> it's like gonna be prices right in this motherfucker. There you um, go. Double Jeopardy. Um, so the three way nature of this match means it's already like more action packed than like the Blaine Evans John Rare match last year, which was a very slow mm-hmm. sort of uh, sort of like you know <laughs> just torture porn thing. Um, whereas this has the focus of that match, but yes, yeah, that match has far more energy. That, that was a thoughtful match for sure. Um, this is a little less so, um, it's, it's a windy day in McKenzie, Tennessee. Larry says, um, says there's acorns falling on their commentary desk, which is just a table uh, over there, kind of over there somewhere. Um, and then Chris Kloss says that there's a beehive near the, near the desk and that they're fighting the bees, which is pretty funny. Um, no, yes. I think they make multiple references to, uh, trying to avoid being stung by yellow jackets. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Stuff happens sometimes. The um, you can't plan for everything. The hornets well, and shit—they're they're just there. I mean, like you know, they're out there. This is the this is the like there. This is the woods. They're out there. And I don't mean Bryant Woods, who God. we'll talk about later. Yeah, but now I'm thinking about the fact that they just had so many fireworks and nobody fought. I mean, of just dynamiting the hornet's nest or whatever. And how funny that well, was. Well, that's the thing. They, this was my idea, right? Hornet's, right? hornet's nest board, right? Oh, I mean, how have they, I can't they got to do the beehive deathmatch. Where's well, that? When's that going to happen? Would you take you can't plan Daniel? For that. You take it like a you take like a wrist clutch exploder into a beehive? Not in a million years. What about for like a hundred dollars? God. What about hundred? Like hundred dollars? Develop an opiate uh, addiction beforehand. Yeah. yeah. And you might be allergic. You don't even know how bad it would be. I I I've genuinely <laughs> I've never been stung by a bee in my life. I'm almost yeah. forty years you, old. I'm, you can I'm, find I'm out by taking your wrist clutch exploder into it for the first time. Oh, it's 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 yeah. I cannot recall the last time I was stung by a bee. And oh, it happened it to me fucking, over the summer. It sucked. It fucking it, sucked. It's. I want, I, I, I almost cried. I, would, I almost fucking cried. Would be would be. Yeah. Uh, it. I think it died. You know that's what happens. They die. No, they, yeah. They die to hurt you, and that's fucking. That's like that's John Rare. It's well, yeah, of... it's not necessarily. I mean, it's it's a defense mechanism, and defense mechanisms, you know, it's a complicated process. Psychologically we're not speaking, here, we're you not mean? here yeah. to discuss biology. We're here to discuss... to discuss psychology. Yes, yes. Let's talk about some wrestling, folks. Let's talk about professional wrestling and psychology. Let's talk about John <laughs> um, He's so he's been outside. Himself. He gets his hand taped up for a while, and I was like, I don't know if it's a gimmick or if he actually cut his hand up. But you see him out there getting taped up by those those freaks that are over there that are there to help set shit up or move shit that's been blown up or whatever. <laughs> um, they're there to help you light your fireworks on <laughs> like what's what the fuck is this? Um, weird, weird promotion. Um, they've got like a massage table um, to the side of the ring near the apron with a board on top with a bunch of fireworks and stuff on it. Um, light tubes and was it razor wire or was it barbed wire? Was this also razor wire? Probably. Yeah, it's like a Caribbean spider web of razor wire. You know, I'm going to presume that they didn't just. I can't remember seeing barbed wire once. No, they didn't. They couldn't get barbed wire. They could only get razor wire. Yeah, (laughs) like I could be wrong, but I don't. I kind of feel like they committed to the razor wire thing. They got a bunch of it for on sale, and yeah, they had a budget, and the budget was, you know. Impressive, but not that impressive. Where they could get both types, one or the other. John Rare said, "Well, you know my you answer fucking, already, and you've you got my fucking, deposit." <laughs> yeah, you can't fucking steal all that goddamn copper wire and uh, to get to, <laughs> to, to to like chew up the budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the God, this this spot. This is this is probably the best spot of this to me. I I, I love this. Um, I really genuinely thought this was the greatest. Um, this massage table, which is not going to break, obviously. It's fucking rock solid. It's meant to help hold people like 400 pounds. Um, and razor wire and fireworks. Um, 
Is it Brian White that's sort of standing in front of it? Yes. On yes. the ground. Brian White, the, hard, the deathmatch juggler. The deathmatch juggler, of course. Um, is on the ground standing in front of this table, uh, in between the table and the ring, the ring which has no ropes. So John Rare has nothing in between himself and Brian White, the deathmatch juggler. Um, he sets the fireworks on the table on fire. The firecrackers are going off. He gets in the ring really fast does like a pseudo rope rope runs because there's no ropes. So he just kind of like go, he kind of walks that way and then he kind of turns around real fast and comes back the other way. Uh, you know, like rope, like wrestling ropes do. Yeah. Um, and then he does a, is it a meteora attempt is what he goes for. It's like a double knee. It's like, it, it's, it's a real diving nothing. He is goes for a to- meteora. I guess you have to would call it a meteora, yeah. That's one for Somato. That's what it would have been, yeah. With Harashima, right? Or Harashima? Yeah. How do you say his name? Harashima. Harashima. Har- Harashima. That guy's cool. I like the guy. Uh, Daniel, you, you like Harashima? I do like Harashima. Good wrestler. Uh, John never, Rare. Never been show him though. <laughs> sure, sure. John Rare does his move though. That's what that is, right? What do you think? Flying double it's, knee. Th- that's what he. That's what he's. I mean, it's it's a real rough looking version of it. But yes, that's what he's going for. Yeah, he's not trying to win the KOD Open Weight Championship here. He's just trying to pop a fucking crowd of seventy people. Uh, <laughs> if they drew this many people to Cork and Hall, they'd have to shut DDT down. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's like uh, it's razor wire. He goes knees first into the razor wire and the glass and into the fireworks. And so he's just kind of lying in the fireworks for a little while while they go off, and he covers his ears, as John Rare tends to do while he's lying in the fireworks. This is like a consistent thing where he bumps into the fireworks, the fireworks are going off all around him, and he doesn't, like, move or get out of the way. He just kind of covers his ears and waits for him to stop. (laughs) I mean, he doesn't really care about his own physical well-being, but he does care about, like, the idea that he couldn't listen to music. He would want to be TV. able to, yeah. He's, but, he's, which is, which is charming. He saw Sound way. of Metal. He thought it was Black very sad. a better way to put it. Yeah. It's like, that's a very human instinct. Like, I'm like well, yeah. I mean, he I'm loves art. Thing, but I don't want to be, yeah, like, like I, I, but it's like, but if I don't want to lose my hearing for it, it's like, I got kids. I want to be able to hear my kids. Yeah. But if I explode, I mean, well, I exploded. At least I committed <laughs> to that thing. That's the that's the boring part. Is I lose my hearing, I get tinnitus or something. Yeah. No, 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 no. We're not. It's not happening. But if I explode and I catch on fire, well, that's just that. That I understand. That I, I maybe there's just a mm-hmm. it's just a tangible reality of the. No, situation. there's parts of yourself. There's certain things, Daniel. You know about this. You've taken. There's certain bumps you take harder than others. You know. You know your physical limitations. That's what this is. True. This is true. Yeah. The man, the man knows his way around lying in a a pile of fire. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Spot on. Uh, so, all right. So there's, (laughs) God damn it. Uh, so he's in the fucking fireworks for a little while. Um, he barely sells it because he gets right back up, smashes some tubes over Brian white. And then he gets a board that has a bunch of razor wire attached to it. Um, and like John rare is like, he does wrestle like a guy who just like, so here's the thing. He disappeared for a minute. He he had his hand taped up. He did that firework spot. He comes back. He's like a different person. I legitimately think he did drugs in between the beginning of the match and now. That's entirely possible. I think he snorted he a fall. line of, yeah, or like, you know, yeah, smoked some fucking meth real fast. 
He got in the van with Schlack, and he smoked some crack, and then he came back, and he did the fucking razor spot. That's why he feels in fucking pain. Yeah, exactly. Like, it just it doesn't make any sense, the way he comes back with his energy. No, yeah, there's just... Either that, or he just... He just wasn't feeling himself at first. You never know how... Yeah. I mean, you never know the mentality of a man whose plan for the day is to explode. The first hit is good. The second one is ten times better sometimes. You know, you never know. Um... There's a little trampoline out there that's got barbed wire on it instead of the bouncy net thing, whatever whatever you even call that. The canvas. The canvas, thank you. Um, Like like on a wrestling ring, except for this wrestling ring, which also doesn't have a canvas. (laughs) Hilarious. Um, The only canvas here is the one that John Rare is painting this masterpiece on. Am I right, folks? Um, It would suck if I realized we weren't recording now and I wasted that line, but it looks like we're good. Um, there's a, there's a steel chair with a bunch of circular saw blades attached to it. That's pretty cool. Um, never seen that before. Gotta be honest. Um, little sicko gets suplexed onto that. John Rare's back on his feet again. Little sicko and Brian White are selling like legitimately much less damage. Um, as John Rare has gone through a razor board and he went through the razor board, by the way, and disappeared under the ring. That bump is also, I don't want to downplay that. Um, is that, is that here? Have we already passed that? (laughs) I I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is all right. So that's, that's there. And then John Rare comes back from that. Um, seems like he has done drugs again. Um, and he, he starts throwing his, special weird homeless brand of Brian Danielson style kicks uh to both of them. He looks he looks like like Ogawa <laughs> you know like but uh like he is at the fucking uh Salvation Army. <laughs> uh and then this is the part where he's just going off and he's screaming and he's fucking, he's like, he's feeling the fucking spirit of spider Boudreaux fucking flowing through him. And then he has a box cutter in his hand and he has, I think it's in his right hand. Yes. And then he just holds it and he looks and he just stabs himself three times, I think in the left arm. Just reaches across his body with yep. the, with the, and stabs himself in the fucking bicep for no fucking reason, for absolutely no fucking reason. Um, and he, this is where he legitimately he looks like he is on meth. He looks fucking high. I have done crystal meth. <laughs> I know what it looks like. <laughs> this is what it looks like. Um. He's stabbing himself in the arm. He is gushing fucking blood out of his arm. Um, He tries to pick up a weapon and swing it at one of them. And it falls out of his hands. And then he collapses and is like, oh, I I stabbed myself in the arm. (laughs) Can you guys come over here? I need help with the arm that I, my, my arm is bleeding profusely and I need help with it and so he there's a female referee who looks about 20 years old very inexperienced looking possibly her first ever wrestling show who has to tape his arm up is that do i have this right yes um it's 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 so incredibly fucked up the first time i watched it i was like wait what just happened i rewound it and i was like oh my god 
And then I was like, wait, 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 wait. And then I was like, I got to rewind this and watch it like four more times. And then I was like, wait, no, I got to keep watching the show. So I didn't. And then I've gone back and I've watched it a bunch of times since then. But the urge to rewatch this five seconds. <laughs> it's to slow phenomenal. it down, to go backwards, know, but... forwards, backwards, like the fucking Zapruder film again. It this is I mean this is like learned psychology basically uh, is the only it is way to learned psychology. It's this like is... <laughs> so this is like when, you, when it's John Rare match the Carnage Cup, someone's gonna get stabbed for box cutter. It might be him. It might okay. be Blaine Evans. It might be Spider Bedrow. This was my question to John, friend of the show, John. Um, do you think that Little Sicko or Brian White was supposed to stab him and they both chickened out and that's why he started shoot kicking them in the fucking chest and throat and then stabbed himself in the arm. Like He could have just not stabbed himself. Well he could have not well. We can do a lot of things in life, I guess, but <laughs> he could have just decided to not stab himself. He wouldn't he doesn't want to let down seventy people though. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that, how that one guy was like, yeah, John fucking rare, that one guy? <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> Gen- okay, genuine, right. genuine question. Yeah, go. Shoot. How many people watch this fucking show online? How many people paid for it or how many people in, in total? Pirated in it? Total. Let's, let's, let's say paid. Oh, I mean, I don't I'll know. I'll say uh, that's a great question. In more, more or less than watched it in person. More, more. Or, I'm going to say a few hundred. I, I mean, like, what is XPW's reach at this point? I really have no idea. Um, they're not drawing more than a hundred people in Jersey, or, or and they're barely maybe going over a hundred in California. I mean, it's not doing well. So their online presence can't be that much better. They don't seem to have that strong of an online presence. Aside, I'm, it just seems like it's just fueled by the incredible amount of spite that Rob Black has for everybody else. Sure. Um, yeah, but you look at like the engagement on their posts on like on 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 the X app, formerly known as Twitter. Um, you know, like like ETU and shit is doing more numbers than you know what I mean. Like IWTV stuff does better numbers than XPW stuff by far. You know, just because it's got I mean, a yeah. healthy community unto itself, whereas all of XPW's community is like psychos on Facebook and shit. <laughs> well, the, well, this is a Facebook promotion. This, this is a is Facebook a... promotion. Absolutely. Now, Daniel, are you on Facebook? Do you know about wrestling communities on Facebook? They're crazy. I, I, I am on Facebook, and that's actually a point I was going to make because uh, uh, our the Deathmatch Juggalo Brian White. Um, You're friends which, with him on Facebook. Which, well, so no, I went to see... I, I was dying to know how old this fucking guy was. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Was like, That's... He could be 50. He could be 25. Right. He's an ageless figure. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I found Bunn. out his, his government name and I found him on Facebook and I have <laughs> like half a dozen mutual friends with him. Of course. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I could not find, uh, like I was trying to find like, you know, when he graduated from high school or, maybe a LinkedIn or you something to, to get a gauge of, of how old this man is. Uh, <laughs> Looking for I did find some, some interesting um, politics for sure. Um, well. But uh, as one does on Facebook. Well. <laughs> um, 
but uh, no, nothing that pointed in the direction of exactly how old he is. So I cannot confirm nor deny. John Rare, on the other hand, is the exact same age as me. That I do know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John Rare, I will say, um, John Rare has a personal YouTube page um, that someone sent me. I'm going to f- see if I can find this real quick. It's a it's a person who listens to the show, and I f- I'm going to find it real fast. Um Let's see here. It is uh, Dylan Lucas. Is this? Yeah, Dylan Lucas. This is a person on on Twitter. Um, Dylan Lucas one who sent me um, some videos. I think of John Rare just like on uh, on YouTube, like playing with his kids or something. <laughs> um, like wholesome, nice, just stuff. John uh, Rare is like a vaguely normal person in in his own in except yeah. he's not. No, he seems like it, a very normal guy. Who, uh, you know, we all we all in you know the old meme. You know, now uh, in us there are two wolves and such. Oh, you know what? I shouted out the wrong person. It's Seagulls. It's the user Seagulls. Seagulls. Yeah, Seagulls oh, is the okay. one who actually. They both messaged me about John Rare. Seagulls is the one who sent me uh, nice videos. <laughs> Do we think that John Rare is okay? Yeah, uh, yeah. Is he's so that's the thing about John Rare is that he is a he is multifaceted. He uh, did this thing to himself here, and he's done these things to himself many times. Um, that's and, where he has the. Uh, th- that's where he comes off. That's why he somehow comes off like an artist as opposed to just a complete degenerate. Now, is he also a complete degenerate? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but he wrestles once a year, basically, right? Yeah, you have to imagine, like Daniel. Like you're, I know you're slowing down, right? Um, you're going to reach a point where if you're not fully retired at some point, you'll like wrestle like a match a year or whatever. You'll have like a thing and you'll, and inevitably, don't you think you'll think about it? You'll like, you'll have some spots ready. Like if you're, if you're wrestling one match a year, you'll like, you'll have some shit stored up, right? Oh, uh, like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, you can't help yourself. I'm notorious for like, having a million ideas at all times and when i when i decide to stop wrestling which is gonna happen sooner than later um, any day now huh any day now you say i thought well, you renounced it last year or something i, I, yeah. I did not i didn't <laughs> i i no. thought it was going to be quicker than it is but it, it's coming anyway, we're all whatever. happy we're all happy that you're still yeah. in it. we're all happy about this i i am too thank you mm-hmm. i i had more matches this year than john rare did but um sir how many times but, did you stab uh, yourself in the arm? <laughs> I, I can uh, just that I've one never, incident. You know what? I I've never purposely stabbed myself in in any appendage. I have been stabbed in the leg uh, with a broken piece of light tube once, and nice. I did have to go to the hospital and get stitches. Nice. Uh, wasn't uh, particularly happy about it, but uh, but yes, no. I mean, I once I stop wrestling, my the brain's not going to shut off. I'm going to have a million ideas and and know where to use them. So yeah, like imagine like you know this guy, he he really he. I mean, he has seen like the absolute limits of what humans can probably do in a wrestling ring, right? I mean, to actually set the entire thing on fire and like explode yourself inside of it. I mean, you know, like Onita and Terry Funk, of course, Kawasaki Stadium or whatever, like these incredible things that have happened. Um, but this is not this is there's no budget to this. This is just a 
they're in a they're in like a state park, just like blowing he blow, he's just blowing himself up out there. You know, this is and, and there's not even anybody really watching. Who's it for? It's for him. It's for it's him. For him. It's for him. He lo- and he loves it. And he's and and these guys that we've we've got this thing where John Rares orchestrates these spots, and whoever he's wrestling has to just be, wrestle around it. These two other guys have to wrestle a sort of normal death match around John Rare while he stabs himself in the arm and blows himself up, and then he disappears again while he's getting his shit taped up. And then, no, he's back in the ring setting more fucking fireworks off suddenly. Like, it's just like... And these two guys, they have to wrestle more matches later, too. And yeah, and uh... while this guy blows himself up... <laughs> and and then he does, right? The finish of this is just John Rare, like, sets off a billion firecrackers in the ring. Acts like he's gonna give... Uh, I don't know. He's like he's gonna give him a he's gonna give Brian White a, a hip toss, but he just kind of shoves him, and John Rare falls through the firecrackers and just kind of lays down in them. Well, they go off all over his legs and feet. He sleeps in the fire. He's just kind of covered in ash, and he gets blown up. And then that gets three. I mean, Brian White pins him, and that's three. John Rare is out in the first round of the Carnage Cup, which would be a shock, except for of all the things that happen along the way. Yeah, how what 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 steam does he have left? At, you know, you is, is would be a great question to ask. Had he advanced? <laughs> it's so funny. Um, like what? Like what if somehow? I guess you would just give someone a buy or something. If 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 somehow like little sicko had gotten pinned because like or had they just or or just fucked off or something. Like, yeah, he, he like he cut an artery or something. I and mean, it was just real bad. Yeah, it could have happened. I mean, Little Sicko and Brian White, like, Little Sicko, I think, gives him a, a package pile driver, right? A fucking trapper keeper yeah. bomb on the, on the, uh, the, on uh, the net, the razor wire trampoline. That is barbed wire. That, that is, one is, okay, that that one is, is barbed wire. But a fan That's brought true. that. A fan brought that. That is, okay. Is my so that. reckoning there, my reasoning there. Um, Yes, that's a fan-made weapon. The, but yes, the people supplying this event that weren't the fans who brought weapons um, could not obtain any actual barbed wire. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's three. Brian White defeats John Rare, and um, John Terry is not clued in on how this uh, tournament. Structure. No, th- that's fine. Oops. They don't fucking figure it out till like the fourth match. <laughs> yeah, it, it is very funny when he kind of figures it out and he announces, "Well, folks, I kind of just figured it out." And uh, <laughs> uh, but this John Rare uh, takes his shoes off and his like socks and shit in the ring. It's like there's just a bunch of uh, blown firecrackers, like you know, like fucking shell casings. <laughs> Yeah. Um, just covering the ring. He takes his shoes and his socks off and like um Brian White in there like looks like he's almost crying. He's like emotional as hell and he's bowing to John Rare in a pile of firework mess. Um and I love there's a shot of John Rare behind like behind over the shoulder that's I think it's kind of beautiful. I don't know. I've, I I am fully rare pilled. I think this guy is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. <laughs> I think he's, he's un- a special talent. He's uh he's like Minoru Tanaka. 
Yeah, no, you he's know, the special one. Yeah, they make that little bit that little banner that hangs over uh, the balcony at Corican Hall for John Rare. Yeah, the special one. Oh man, imagine what he'd do there. Um, Daniel, final thoughts on John Rare? Any anything? <laughs> I think uh, I can't remember if it's Larry Legend or Chris Cross who has uh, Chris Cross who has the line, but I think it sums it up well. I wrote this down. Uncle Sam would be proud, but he's rolling in his fucking grave. <laughs> it's a great line. Yeah. No, I mean it's this is this is the epitome of the American dream, right? We uh we made it. Now we can do this to ourselves. Um now that we're here, let's see what we're made of. <laughs> Literally. Um All right. Do we want to continue now? Are we gonna we wanna carry on for a little bit and get through the first round and then take a break, or do we wanna take a break after that? What do we wanna do? Well, I'm asking Daniel. Daniel, how are you feeling? I'm feeling okay, but we definitely cannot talk about uh, all of these matches as much as we did. Oh, no, that was the main one. That was the main one. No. And then once we've gone through everybody, like, once, you know, I mean, it's, this is going to start flying by. Well, do, do you guys want to keep going? Let's let's get through the first round. Let's, let's get it. for the first round. Let's do it. Let's talk about Obey, all caps. Obey. 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 Um, Obey... <laughs> Is he's like a druid? He's Dominican, I think they said, right? He's a Dominican druid. <laughs> he's he's one of those. I I'm gonna offend someone. I don't think either of you, but he's like Excellent. one of those guys who makes horror movies his like personality. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I don't I don't get this, and he like, uh, you know, they like you see this all the time on like really bad indies where like. People like I've I've seen people who genuinely will rehearse their fucking entrance <laughs> on an indie. If you see that, you know you're in for for a real rough ride. They <laughs> seem like the kind of guy who like is meticulously planning out like you know his fucking blocking and his choreography. It and, takes about know, five minutes for him to finish oh, his entrance. Takes for fucking ever. It's it's so the- much worse <laughs> than Chris Hero coming out to fucking Kryptonite and waiting a minute and a half in. Like I thought that was the worst thing in the world. I I could not believe his uh and and but it's like really nothing. It's actually he doesn't really do anything. He just kind of comes out slowly and then bows in time with the song. That's um, kind of it. Yeah. It's not but but I guess he must have sold it to Chris Kloss early on like he was like make sure that you like you sell my entrance because the entire time he's coming out, he's like just walking to the ring normally. And Chris Kloss is like, this is so disturbing. <laughs> well, that that's the other thing. I've absolutely been on shows with guys who like, they put the emphasis on the, the weirdest, most mundane shit that like they think is like really important to their character or their presentation. Oh. It's like, yo, no one's going to give a fuck about any of this. Huh? So, I think that's sweet, though. I think you got to admire that on some level. I don't know these guys. Are... I, I just think I've got no patience for bullshit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, at least if you're gonna have bullshit, you got to back it up with something else, right? Like you can have a dumbass gimmick, and and as long as you're able to, you know, work with it. Speaking uh, speaking of dumbasses, I love <laughs> his first opponent, Hardcore Hillbilly. Mm-hmm. Comes out with the Trump flag. To fortunate son. <laughs> it almost feels... Is it a bit? Like a bit. It almost it's... feels... <laughs> I mean, Is I don't know. Is he on the joke? 
I mean, but I was, I, it got me thinking, all right, is Fogarty still alive? Yes. Yes. He seems like he, he still, might. He still tours. He played, he played our hockey arena here within the last six months. That's cool. He, I'm just, I, he seems like he could be one of those guys who lost his mind in the last 10 years. He seems oh, like. I don't think he's like Eric Clapton or Van Morrison. Right. Quite. John Lydon or like any of these, you know, Morrissey or whatever. <laughs> It's very sad what's happened to a lot of our a lot of our great men. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I don't think he's like that either. But yeah, it was very funny, very funny. Uh, I mean the the entire like MAGA crew gimmick, the MAGA crew gimmick. I don't know exactly what you would want to call it. Uh, like with Necro mm-hmm. and Jasmine St. Clair and the and the self hating Mexican referee. <laughs> um, what a great company. It's all definitely a joke, but I don't know who is be who is what the joke is outside of it. Well, like ne- Necro knows he's doing a bit, but I also don't think yeah, but Necro, Necro gets also shit. but Necro also is probably voting for Trump, but also I don't I, like, yeah. I don't care at this point. Like we're so, we're so, no, we're so far I mean, past giving shit about that. <laughs> But like it's it's more just like do they understand what the entertainment value of the thing if it is? Yeah, I, guess, I, I think Necro about. does. I think Necro's a smart wrestler. I think he gets it. And I think he's leaning into it and it's having fun with it. I don't know if Hardcore Hillbilly knows that Fortunate Son is about like I think Hardcore Hillbilly is if Cage Match I believe Cage Match says he's like twenty one. He's like extremely <laughs> young. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I don't think he knows the song necessarily. That's, that's possible. It's possible he's never heard it and that they like you know, fed it to him and said this is your song. Is it this well, match or the next? It's possible that he thinks that Trump wrote the song. Sure, yeah. <laughs> it's entirely possible. Um is it this match or the next one that has the uh uh Spotify ads play for the song? <laughs> that's the next one. That's <laughs> I, I wrote, I it's it's the next one. Yeah, I yeah, wrote okay, that down too. Yeah, that's the next one. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, so I think there was a no show here because um, I, I, Blaine Evans was not in this match. I think maybe uh, on the graphic there was something. Um, so Blaine Evans shows up. Um, right? Is it Blaine Evans? It's Who's Blaine Evans. It, okay. it starts as yeah. a singles and becomes a random three way, and then he shows up. Okay, yeah. Um, cause I don't think he was actually scheduled to be on the show. And I, I feel like I mentioned that to you, Siobhan, and I was surprised that he wasn't coming back. Um, but here he is, yeah. the guy yeah, who chopped true. John Rare's, what, you know, some, some, a part of him off, <laughs> stabbed him with a box cutter, did all kind of stuff. Or he stabbed, did John Rare stab him John with a box Rare cutter? John Rare stabbed him with the box cutter. Yeah, that's great. That was, that match is awesome. Go back and watch that one, folks. Um, the, um. This match, Blaine Evans versus Obey versus uh, the Hardcore Hillbilly, is serviceable enough, I think. Uh, Daniel, <laughs> do you think it's a fair word to say serviceable? It it, it had some moments. Yeah, there's. Uh, I'm tr- I'm just looking through my notes, trying to make sense of them all. Of like some some high spots. There is there are more firecrackers. There's actually a re- the, the firecrackers used here are kind of hilarious <laughs> this is the i love this i love that they're wrapped around hardcore hilly gets sort of tied up in the barb like the razor wire ropes and there's a bunch of fireworks that are like wrapped around the ropes and so he's like he's kind of got his arm like wrapped in a roll of fucking black cats 
and they go off and they fucking just pop all over his arms. <laughs> well, and and they go. It feels like a bit like <laughs> yeah. It goes like, on. <laughs> yes. It's it's almost like the thimble bit from Mister Show where it's, <laughs> like, it's it's hilarious and then it's like oh come on motherfucker like get yeah. on with it yeah, and this then is it the greatest story ever told so long that it becomes funny again <laughs> the story of Everest yeah we're in or, it the story of story of Everest yeah, whatever, yeah. <laughs> no I I think uh, you know that that's the thing with fireworks is they they stop when they stop I mean there's no denying that you can't there's no putting an end to that so. Um, he just had to let him go off on him. And he like, like he, he genuinely stops selling them before they have finished going off. Yeah. Like, he has to pull on to the next out. spot. He, he pulls his arm out of the barbed wire and falls forward because the firecrackers are just like still going. And I, and I imagine hurting him. <laughs> badly. You got to soldier through it. Uh, if you're going to do it, yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and he did it. He did the thing. Um, I've seen Hillbilly work other matches this year uh, for XPW. I kind of like Hardcore Hillbilly. <laughs> I didn't know he was 21 years old. That's a new wrinkle to the character I didn't know about. That's interesting. But I kind of like Hardcore Hillbilly. Um, uh, so while this is going on, Obey is trying to stick some light tubes into a bunch of razor wire on a board. And that's not going very well. Um and it's been like a minute since the fireworks started going off. <laughs> I don't think this is Obey's match. No, actually, he has his match later on. Yeah, I actually don't think he looks terrible in that match. I think he looks phenomenally awful in this match. Yeah, I was convinced this guy was one of the worst wrestlers I'd ever seen. <laughs> I mean, he really redeems himself later on, but in this one, no. Um, he has he does he has does not have. He does not have the vibe of someone who's trying to be good in this match. He does in the second one. That's like the most important thing you can say about someone. He does have a vibe. He does just well, seem that's like great. Let's not talk about that. Actually, either, though. Yes. <laughs> but that that yeah, he is here. He's kind of a nobody, and Blaine Evans also is just like this is this becomes kind of anonymous. But I do really like Hardcore Hillbilly. Um, he like Russian leg sweeps Obey into the razor board. or maybe it was the other way around. It's always hard to tell with the Russian leg sweep. <laughs> you know <laughs> who did that move? Um, uh, yeah, Larry gets word from the production crew and announces that Blaine Evans is officially a part of the match. He says that he got word from the truck, he says. Is there, do you think there's a truck? There's the back of a U-Haul van. Yeah, I guess it's a truck, right? That he's, that Blaine Evans has joined the carnage. Yeah, he's he joined the carnage. the carnage. We'll talk about other joiners of carnage here soon. Um, he's got a, he's got a kiddie pool that has like syringes or something in it. I'm not sure what, um, I like, think, I think it's light bulbs, like regular light bulbs. Oh, little round boys. Those are cool. Little I like round I, guys. Yeah. I like it when they use this. I always liked, uh, it was like an IWA mid South weapon where it would be like uh, a bat or something. And there would be a bunch of them tied to it and they would just kind of be tied on strings. So they'd swing around <laughs> like a, like a mop almost with a bunch of light bulbs on it. Is that a weapon Siobhan that we've seen a mop with light bulbs? That sounds familiar, right? Maybe. Yeah. I kind of I'm just sort of picturing it working like the uh, jug bat. Yeah, like that, but with a bunch of light bulbs attached to a mop, basically. Um, yeah, I like light bulbs. Um, the uh, the the commentators don't seem to know what the hell's in that pool either, um, but they call it the pool from hell. <laughs> they say the pool from hell. Um, they're really just throwing stuff out there at this point. Uh, Chris Kloss doesn't know the rules of the tournament. This is where he's pronouncing that, like he doesn't understand that there's two winners. Um, 
he like they really it's it's falling apart in real time here. Um and yeah, there's hypodermic needles somewhere in the ring. I know they're talking about that. Um Hillbilly, hardcore hillbilly, uh eats a chicken wing off to the side. Um and they uh I think what's the finish to this? What's the finish? <laughs> Anybody know? Um, it's a suplex into the pool and a double pin. Okay, they double pin yeah. the hillbilly with a suplex into the pool from hell. Um, and then, yeah, Hardcore Hillbilly eats chicken wing after that. Sorry, I got it out of order. I thought he ate the chicken wing during the match, but he ate it afterwards. <laughs> Sorry, my notes are a little messy on parts of this. <laughs> you can understand why I thought he ate the, uh, the chicken wing during the match and not after it. So, uh, advancing to the second round... Uh, Obey and Blaine Evans, is that right? Yes. God, what a mess. Um, and then this is where the uh, hour and a half long intermission happened. Impromptu intermission. <laughs> because they have to they have to put a a canvas on the ring. They have to fix the ropes ring. up. They start to dismantle all the razor wire, and and you see Kevin Brandon out there, like literally himself cutting razor wire off the ring. And that woman who I guess Looking is his, ugly. Yeah. his wife or his sister or both. Looking ugly. Yeah, looking bad, looking bad. Um, they're in the ring and and uh, and there's like a yeah, there's like a sixty year old woman in the ring sweeping uh, a bunch of fireworks and glass and shit out of the ring, and she's like, <laughs> like <laughs> you put your mom in there and make her do that. It's fucked up. Um, and then they cut to a graphic that says the stream, uh, streamxpw.com returns in 19 minutes and 59 seconds. Didn't. No, no, it didn't. It, it just kept resetting back to five minutes. It, <laughs> it would hit zero and then go back to five and then hit zero again and then go back to five. And then they eventually, it does it about four or five times. They eventually fade back in on Larry Legend who is standing in the crowd and I guess has been asked to do crowd work on the world's shittiest fucking crowd. And not a single one of those people wanted to talk to him. I his, thought the one guy smoking the cigar did okay. Yeah, I mean, like, he he figured it out. I mean, Larry did good. He worked his ass off. His microphone wasn't working. Um, They ask him, you know, he says, like, just keep doing it. And he's like, how fucking long am I supposed to do it for? <laughs> Uh, like the, the guy with the camera, the guy holding the camera on Larry is like talking to him. Um, and Larry's like, so how long am I supposed to do this for? Like, what's going on? And the guy with the camera says, the sound guy's putting the ring skirt on. And he's like, well, so what, how long is that going to take? And he's like, I don't know. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't help you. Uh, At that point, I really questioned the need for a ring skirt. Uh, <laughs> he said, "There's so, the microphone's not working. And the guy on the camera is like, the guy who can help you with the microphone, he's down there putting the ring skirt on. So, like, <laughs> I thought this was the funniest fucking possible bit, is to do an hour and a half of a ring crew trying to put the ring skirt on. And when we finally get to the, the fucking... Like after an hour and a half, and we get to the third goddamn match on this show, we <laughs> the fucking ring skirt looks great, right? Dumb red apron looks. First of all, why would you do a red fucking canvas for a show with blood on it? Stupid fucking idiots! So stupid. 
These are the dumbest people <laughs> alive. <laughs> what the fuck is that? They got two ropes. Okay? They cut back from an hour and a half of putting the fucking ring skirt and canvas on that looks fucking stupid, by the way. Everything looks like shit. They finally get it back on, and they got two ropes. They got top and middle rope on. No bottom rope. Two ropes. Six sides. Six side ring. Six sides. Six side ring. Two ropes. Octagon. <laughs> yeah. Octagon. Octagonal. Absolutely. I, At one point, I, it. I believe someone first would a hexagon, but that... No, like they I figure it out. That. No, they do figure it out. They figure it out. I got it in my notes. Uh, but I just want to say, I wonder if they brought. All right, so you know wrestling ring, four four sides. Yeah. Three term three ropes, right? Four mm-hmm. four times three twelve. What if they brought twelve turnbuckles because nobody knew it was going to be a six sided fucking ring? And now they get there and they're like, "Oh shit, we need 18. So I guess we're doing two ropes. I think that's what, what happened. The, I think what that's. Ca- I think that's what goddamn uh, happened. Reason for it? It was wasn't it so that they could slide shit yeah, under the. That's ropes? what he said. He that, said that is said on commentary at one point, which I can genuinely believe. It does make getting things in and out of the ring easier when there's sharp things involved. Sure. But. No, it's but no they they didn't they because they brought twelve. Well, why. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna debunk your, your myth here as. At, like most sets of of wrestling ropes I've ever seen, I know they're like, already the, set up for <laughs> the turnbuckles and the pads are already right. connected. It's to one the big ropes, piece, right? So. Right, of course. It's just it's so stupid. How did this happen? I'm Why? Gonna say, I mean, I think it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. That well, six they times three equals eighteen, is and <laughs> they or they had a bad idea because they. I mean, bother. Oh. This whole Name thing is one. fucking up bad idea. Name one here's, bad here's idea. The, here's the thing. The, the whole show looks like a big pile of shit. So what difference <laughs> yeah. does it yeah. make if it's going to make their life more convenient to not have a bottom rope on they it? They took an hour and a half and came back with only two ropes. Oh, I would have been furious if I was A, in attendance, or B, one of the wrestlers in that third match. Oh, you were you, you'd be mad if you were Chewie Martinez? I mean, I would be mad at my life if I was Chia Martinez, but, uh, but yeah, no, bad times. All right, let's talk about the third match after an hour and a half of nothing. Um, Chewie Martinez is finally out. What's this third match? It's Chewie Martinez versus uh, Jay Blade versus Sick Boy. Yes, in a high-impact ladders, razor boards, and log cabins match. Yes, yes. Um, high-impact. Um, Sick Boy is, like, a proper, like, Mexican hardcore guy, right? Like, he's worked, like, the fucking Zona 23 and IWRG and stuff, right? Yeah. Like, he's a proper guy. Um, I don't know what the fuck he's doing here. (laughs) He was supposed to work a couple of, uh, I think he worked, uh, he was supposed to work. Um, the Asylum uh, Deathmatch Tournament in 2021, if he may or may not have. It might have been a visa issue. So it's like, he, it's just like, somehow Asylum. this is what he got. He's fucking, uh, someone told him, clued him in, like, well, this is an option. And I guess Rob Black paid, or someone, 
he maybe he wasn't paid. Who can say? Yeah, I assumed it had to be an XPW related thing. Is why he's here, um, and he looks good. I think Sick Boy is pretty good for this whole tournament, um, and on date in his match on day two is good too. Um, Jay Blade is a returning friend from last year. Now, was Jay Blade the guy who broke his leg? No, no, no. That was the guy wrestling against Jay Blade. That was the guy wrestling against Little Sicko. Oh God, of course, but it wasn't Jay Blade. Jay Blade makes it to the finals. He's just like he gets a bye or something. Oh right, uh, right, right. After that guy breaks his leg. After that yeah. guy breaks his leg, of course. Uh, I do want to say Jay Blade versus Little Sicko is from day two of this is the most incredible match and has to be seen to be believed. Uh, Jay Blade is is here uh, has an awful brown T shirt with his name on it and letters that looks like they were ironed on like five minutes ago. Um, and Chewy Martinez, folks, Chewy Martinez, the winner of Carnage Cup 12, just a mere two years ago, Chewy Martinez won uh, that tournament, that legendary tournament. And Chris Cross, Chris Kloss, Chris Kloss says he went through hell to do it. And of course, hell being a match where he let his fiance or wife or girlfriend hit him with like a hundred light tubes. And then he gave her a single power bomb onto a light tube log cabin and Pender. Yeah, that, that was, boy, that, was, that was an uncomfortable match. That was that match where like she hit him with a bunch of light tubes and then he like beat the shit out of her. And then he like proposed to yes. her afterwards or some shit. Misfit. Misfit. That's from Carnage Spelled Cup 2021. M I Z F E double T. Misfit, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, Misfit? My Mis- backpack's got jazz. That's kind of uh, a different thing. Um, <laughs> the, the uh, Yeah, that's a great match. I highly recommend that one. Um, and this is where the Spotify or YouTube ad starts playing after Shuey Martinez comes out. Um, also, and- uh, Tiny Tim's uh, Tiptoe for the Tulips uh, plays multiple times. Yeah, I, was that part of somebody's theme? That Was that part of Chewy's theme? Because every time, it, go ahead. I think it was a sample that was a part of of his theme. Yeah, yeah. that seems reasonable. But there's also a weird thing that happens. If, I swear, during Obey's theme, something stupid there's, happens. No, Obey's now, music that is so, like. Oh, well, we. Should, I guess we should. Maybe come it's back because to it. Obey's music is stupid. We'll come back to that. I guess Obey's music Google. is like the like uh the caretaker, the guy who, like the, like the samples of like The Shining and shit, like old okay, you know, thirties music. It's like that. That's the care. That's uh, Obey's music. Uh, no, Chewy Martinez. We love Chewy Martinez on the show. Of course, we've talked about him before. Um, he's just. I- Clearly high as hell. I so he's the most stoned guy. He used to not be so fat. If you look at his cage match profile, it says that he weighs two hundred and forty-two pounds. Maybe in his bra. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, thank you. This guy is pushing three fifty. He looks awful. Um, (laughs) He's got terrible uh, dyed hair. He just looks terrible. And I, um, I wearing a great Malenko shirt, looking. Like, again, really just proving the whole deathmatch juggalo thing of Brian White. Just really, just poor bastard. No I, chance to be the most juggalo figure on this show. I, I hate to out myself as a secret teenage uh, juggalo, but it's actually a Riddlebox shirt that he's wearing. Is it? Okay. Wow. Fucking, yep. how embarrassing, Sean. Uh, <laughs> no, Chewie... Um, Chewy is like a Juggalo legend. He's he go he's on uh he's on Juggalo like wrestling shows like going back fifteen years, right? Something like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, 
has been around. Chewie's probably like wrestled in like DTU and shit, right? Like he's gone to Mexico, probably. And yeah, blood down there. I have a Chewie Martinez imp- impression that I want to do, um, and I don't know if I want to do it just now or just throughout the show. But he's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to it. But he's got a kind of a, he's got kind of a thing where he's when he gets hit with like a move, he kind of sells it like a guy who's like 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 you've got gas. You know when you have like yeah. really bad gas and you like kind of like walk around you're like Ugh. Uh. Uh. and you're like kind of like trying to make yourself burp. That's kind of how he sells every move. And so Chewie's just kind of like, uh, give me a fellow driver, and he's just kind of like puking in the corner. Give me chokes. Give me choke slam. You know, it's kind of like what he's... It's kind of Chewie's vibe. He kind of wrestles like a guy who's always about to throw up. Um, which is a very specific kind of uh, work rate, you know. Um, mm-hmm. He and Sigpoi exchange lucha over hand chops. <laughs> uh, he throws a whole light tube log cabin at, at his head. And, uh, yeah, high-impact razor boards... Um, the way he throws the light tube log cabin at J blade was truly high impact style. Um, <laughs> which is a, you know, one of the ways to throw a thing. Yeah. Um, uh, Larry legend brings up that Chewy Martinez and sick boy are both Latino. And that makes J blade the odd man out. Um, and then Chris Claus says, well, you know what tournaments, they kind of transcend race. Which Fantastic I thought, stuff. I thought that was nice. That was really nice. What a um, sentiment! Yeah, and then Chewie throws a pumpkin at Sick Boy's head, um, and then there's some there's some questionable stuff on commentary here with Larry and Chris Kloss. Um A lot of gay stuff. A lot of gay stuff. A lot of gay stuff on the commentary. I don't. I didn't know Larry was uh was was into that. Was it was so was so into. Uh, I guess that's the XPW thing, right? Like they're they're doing like edgy humor. Is that the deal? Um, who can who can freely say? It was really strange. I mean, I got to where I kind of enjoyed it. You know, I mean, I like two thousands comedy. I've you know, I've yeah. da- I've dabbled in being a teenage boy myself. You know, um, but yeah, this is a this is a pretty competent three way garbage match. Honestly, uh, Jay Blade does a cartwheel in glass to do a little super kick. Which is really funny when you <laughs> stick your hand in glass. Um, they're all working hard. Uh, Sick Boy Death Valley Drivers Jay Blade off of the apron through a big light tube log cabin propped across like four chairs, and it looks great. And uh, Jay Blade, I thought Jay Blade kind of looks like Sean Harris, the guy who played Ian Curtis in 24 Hour Party People. He kind of does. Kinda like the from Mission Impossible 5 and 6. Um, and then Chewie sits like four light tube log cabins on top of each other, um, across some chairs, and uh, they give they give Jay Blade a fucking death uh, a doomsday device um, through like a a billion light tubes. It's good. It's a good match. <laughs> no, it's kind of it's fun. I had entertainment. Uh, it, it's, it's, there's some cool spots. It's fun. There's I mean. The psychology is rough. There's definitely people breaking up pins in a match where 
uh, they don't like know the two rules guys, either. Two guys advance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I guess that's probably a, a thing that you would want to not do. Um, they they uh, the the general uh, just vibe of watching a show like this as you get to the third match and it's like two and a half hours into the fucking thing. Um, not unlike this podcast, um, which I was hoping we would match the fucking pace of the show, <laughs> which we've done perfectly just as i planned um they really uh you know it's i can't imagine being there just watching it myself it was just like well i guess we're we're in the third match now and i'm looking at the like the length of the file and i'm like how can this go on <laughs> i don't know this is uh this is one of those one of those moments where it's like we're really crossing a threshold here am i gonna be able to watch all this or not <laughs> And then they do it, you oh, know, yeah. ad- admitted, admittedly, like, uh, we, we move into, uh, another long, just nothing, uh, series of intermission screens and we'll be right back and promos for XPW shows that have already happened. And you see so many shots of Lou dark Shaitan with like a bikini top and a bloody shirt and like, just like, you know, is that her name? Lou dark Shaitan? Yeah. Yeah. It's shit like that. Very strange. Um, <laughs> saw your wreck, uh, like looking sexy. Like, okay, <laughs> it's an interesting choice. <laughs> I mean, she's great, but like, it's. I love that XPW is like, here's our bloody girls, and it's like Mickey Knuckles holding like barbed wire uh, against her breasts. <laughs> like these, these are very strange promos. Um, they are just purely in the porno, uh, you know, mindset of editing. Uh, Which, I mean, the extreme associates and all. Yeah, I know. I just, I, I find it admirable that they're still doing it. When you, when you like look at this, look, na- like, I mean, Bucky, I don't know if you've been told this, but you can't cancel what's already been canceled. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, um, I don't know who it's for and I don't know who likes it, but I certainly admire it. I think it's great that they're, I think it's great that they're allowed to do this. <laughs> um, I, I, you know, that's, that's the thing is this is, this is like, um, and it always was XPW was always supposed to be like edgy to the point where it was like off putting, you know, it was controversial. It was supposed to be further than anything else had ever gone. And, you know, IW deep South is that too. The carnage cup is that also, but XPW has always felt so very childish. Whereas the, the carnage cup doesn't feel childish. It feels like, um, like real, like, you know, like grown ups behaving badly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's something to, uh, there's a juvenile element to, to the, to what Rob Black does that it just doesn't fit with this. I feel like these, these people are like, like those XPW is like a cocaine company, right? This is like, yeah, a, this is a meth company. <laughs> That's where that's where the difference lies. So it's a weird marriage. It's weird to have, you know, these montages of XPW things on here. I don't know. I find it kind of off-putting. Um, and I also don't find XPW to be very watchable. I find this to be a lot better than, you know, this show's nice. XPW is not very nice. I'm just sickos watch that shit. Um so we finally get to Larry. Sorry. We finally get to Larry doing some more crowd work attempts. Um, he looks at some of the weapons they have by the ring, a bunch of scissors taped to a stick, a bunch of knives tied together, attached to the end of a sword. 
Um, <laughs> there's a stick with a bunch of gas station sunglasses glued to it. Um, and then there's there's the there's a tray full of syringes that are stuck upward. Uh, Larry says they could have uh, HIV or AIDS in them. And Larry says it's scary. No one wants to be stuck with an AIDS infected needle. He says. Um, so that was a thing from back when we were kids. Daniel, you remember that? That's I, some I, old school XPW sitting on sitting on a toilet seat. You yeah. can get it. Oh man, I was so scared. I was so scared I was going to get AIDS from a toilet seat. Um. So they put a different – now they put another different set of ring skirts on, by the way. They cut to the ring and they show they're putting other ring skirts on. <laughs> um, and then this is where the the crowd starts yelling at Larry to stop calling it an octagon because it's got six sides. That's right. A, one of the people from the audience is saying it's a hexagon. Like the the people that are attending the Carnage Cup have to tell – the people who are presenting the Carnage Cup, how many sides the ring has. So we're really, you know, this beyond the pale here. We're doing great. We're doing great. <laughs> New levels of it. Um, Chris Kloss is like, <laughs> wait, six sides, eight sides? Wait, how many sides is the stop sign? And you can just imagine the numbers appearing in little clouds above his head, like uh, John Nash or whatever. John Nash? Yeah, John Nash. Yes. Um, and then, then the MAGA butcher, one of the all-time great wrestlers, the MAGA butcher comes out yeah. to proud to be an American, um, which is you know this is the connected universe with XPW. He's got the MAGA USA. hat. Do you know the song, Daniel? I yeah, I could sadly sing sing the chorus for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, proudly stand up. Um, which we'll do in a few minutes when we finally take a break. We'll probably stand up and go to the bathroom. Um, MAGA Butcher, who is, of course, Necro Butcher in a MAGA hat, in case people didn't know. I don't want... This is like a, you know, this is like a Stagger Lee situation. <laughs> it's, it's Necro Butcher in a MAGA hat. That's the gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, U.S. flag pants. That You know, you just don't see those very often anymore. That's some real old school, like the... You know, Danny McBride Mr. would wear Mr. Sandman, the the American Zubaz, right? Yeah, that's the best. That's the best guy to ever wear it for sure. <laughs> uh, he's got a black polo with like a gold collar and like a gold like U.S. polo emblem. Like he's like the best dressed at the tournament. <laughs> it's oh, great. Yeah. That that polo looked great. I, I thought he was here to like, you know. I don't know, sign some contracts or something. This guy looks like he's here to golf. Um, how far is the closest golf course to this? <laughs> like probably that depends on your definition of golf. Probably that's true. Yeah. Um, Bryant Woods is here. Bryant Woods, a guy I've seen a handful of times, but has never really made a big impression on me. Um, and that Looking was all big. Yeah, he's big. He's a big guy. He and I, I remember him wrestling like Masada um in GCW like 7 or 8 years ago. So, yeah. You know, one of those guys. One of those guys that wrestled Masada a bunch. Um and then uh and then that's it. It's 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 Maga Butcher versus Bryant Woods. They start the match and then there's this third guy who comes in. And the commentators are like, "What's this?" And then they're like, oh, I know that guy. That's Jimmy Controversy. 
I don't know this guy. I've never heard of Jay Controversy. <laughs> he immediately gets beaten up and thrown out of the ring. He looks ridiculous. Um, he looks. He's, he's dressed like Billy Joe Armstrong in 2004. Yes, he looks like American Idiot for sure. That's sort of the vibe he's doing. Um, and he he's, he, have a t- he had a tie on, right? He did have yes. a tie on. He was actually skinnier than Billy Joe Armstrong. Um, he looks like shit. Uh, he gets thrown out, beat up immediately, looks ridiculous. And then the match basically proceeds with Necro and Bryant Woods punching each other, brawling and bleeding all over the uh, the crowd area. And then occasionally this guy will come over, this Jimmy Controversy fella. He'll come over, get punched in the face for a second, and then come back. I, tried, I mean, he was trying. He was like... He he just was like literally not part of the match, and then he just like start choking someone with his tie or something. It it's was, so funny. It's, uh, it's such a funny thing to get in there with Necro and like another big scary guy, and he, and and you look like that, and nobody knows who you are, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna I'm a wrestler too. <laughs> I'm gonna get in there with you guys, and I'm gonna do some spots. <laughs> and meanwhile, they're not doing any spots. They're just wandering around punching each other. Like it's a it's a tough match to try to integrate yourself into, I imagine. Um any Is thoughts? it this match or the second ma- or his second match where Necro says, I'm not doing any shit with uh gusset plates. It's the second match. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Good for him. because um, they're cheap anyways. Uh yeah. D- any thoughts on Jimmy controversy, uh, Daniel? Any? <laughs> no, but I love the like. I I don't know whose creative idea it was that like. Obviously, this is like, Let's it's it's four three way matches. That's the opening round, right? Mm-hmm. And they do the same gimmick twice, where it's like, whoa, it's a singles match, but this guy comes out of nowhere to make it a three way. Um. <laughs> Yeah, there really yeah. is no reason for it. The, no, truly not. Um, do I have any notes? The, do, does Necro like throw him into the merge table and like actually kind of fuck shit up? Yes. That that I recall being kind of funny. Um, I wrote down in in quotation marks, "Pin his fucking ass." I don't remember what that's a reference <laughs> to. <though. laughs> if that's something that Necro says, or I don't know, but. I can't find any info on Jimmy Controversy. I, I am trying. I mean, it looks like it's per- possible that he was born on October 7th, 1995, but that could be... Yeah, this looks like the guy. <laughs> um, no, I can't find anything about Jimmy Controversy, um, except for his birth date, apparently. Um, it seems like... Well, it says like he also is known by Danny Dildo... Huh. No, this can't be right. <laughs> I, How yeah. many other Jimmy controversies could there be, though? Yeah, no, this seems to be the same guy. Um, Reading about him. He seems to be a backyarder, which I guess isn't that, you know. <laughs> I mean, we're not that surprised. <laughs> yeah, it looks like he's a backyarder. Um, he, uh, the finish is pretty good. He, uh, he gets... Uh, sort of Argent, Argentine backbreaker into a powerbomb through, like, a huge structure of a billion tubes. Um, Brian, uh, what's his name? Bryant Woods? Bryant Woods. Bryant Woods. I should know his fucking name. <laughs> Who 
wins the goddamn tournament. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, he, he gets the pin. He gets the pin on Jimmy Controversy. But then they play Necro's music. They play fucking Proud to be an American instead. Which is awesome. Um, and we're going to play that on the break. Um, while we're, let <laughs> me we take a little break. What is that? And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the man who died, who gave that right to me. And I'll gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the That was beautiful. I am proud to be an American. And I am gonna love my country like never before. Anybody wanna see my purple heart? It's like the 9-11 theme song, basically. Well, 9-11's kind of America's, like, one of our best things that ever happened. <laughs> if you think about it. Welcome back. It's our, like, it's like our MASH series finale. It's, yeah. you know, yeah. It was a big one. It's like it, there's it, also there's oh go ahead sorry no I didn't have anything I wasn't gonna actually say anything I was just gonna ramble I I mean I was just gonna say there was also that Toby Keith song brought yeah. to curse yeah the red white and blue yeah oh um, yeah we'll we'll put it up your ass we'll put my put my we'll, penis we'll, we'll up put, your ass I think you said I'll fuck <laughs> you in the mouth Osama we'll put a boot in your ass it's the American way um it's the American gay I'll fuck your ass Osama that was like a whole thing. People didn't realize what that was, what it was at the time, but he was just doing the whole thing. Um, Are you familiar with the Hulkster song? I want to be a Hulkamaniac. No, there's like a series of videos that this guy made using like one of the old LJN Hulk Hogan figures. <laughs> cool. And, no. and uh, I'm trying to remember. I just, I'm the Hulkster. I'll kick your ass, you stupid fuckster. I'll smoke some grass. I remember his. <laughs> This this sounds like some backyard wrestling link shit. It, it, I mean, I don't think it was made by anyone from that. Community. Yeah, but shared on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Anyways, you the, the cadence in which you were talking about fucking Osama bin Laden in the ass just yeah. reminded remind me of that song. That was American. That's how Americans. Uh, that's how Americans would threaten foreign enemies at the time. Um, with. <sighs> Gay sexual violence. That was George Bush's America. Um, welcome back to the show, everyone. Proud to be an American uh, here and all over. You're going to marry an American woman? I'm marrying an American woman in May, yeah. And you're going to become an American? That's not how that works, actually. You're going to become uh, an American? <laughs> Officially? We're going to say, yeah. are, are we going to, Siobhan, are we going to say, come on over to the team? And he's going to say, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Is that what's going to happen? I don't know if that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> hmm. Chris Claus says, little sicko, more like a lot sicko. <laughs> um, it's little sicko versus obey. Round two. Open, open up the second round, yeah. Let's open it up. Let's open up another can of carnage. 
Yeah. Uh, um, when I saw L.A. Knight, L.A. Knight was super over at the house show. Kevin Owens also super over at the house show. Uh, wrestled in Zubaz pants, which I thought was pretty cool. But L.A. Knight's uh, like really over. And they like. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! He just uh, he just uh, says yeah, and it's it's great. Yeah, it's really it's really fun to yell yeah in the in the in the Civic Center. When you're in the Civic Center watching L.A. Night and you you can yell yeah, it's really good. <laughs> it's crazy. They sent his ass to Saudi Arabia and like had him lose like that. Um, it's fucking crazy. I just I that that show was a lot of fun. I just wanted to jump in here uh, before we truly get to a little sicko versus Obey. Um, and say I had a lot of fun watching the WWE house show on Sunday, and then I watched Raw on Monday, and it was the worst thing I've ever seen. So it's really funny how you can have both sides of that. Um, I also wanted to take a moment and say, Daniel Makabe, the wrestling genius, thank you for joining us on the show. Do you have anything that you would like to plug? When's this going to go up? Uh, before... You're coming. You're going to TWE in like a week, right? Two weeks, week and a half. Yeah, I'm. Re- I'm wrestling in Portland this coming Saturday. That's also on IWTV. I don't know if anyone's if this will be up before then, but yeah, it might be. Yeah, what is it? It's Wednesday. Yeah, may- yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, so I'm wrestling on Saturday, December second, for DOA Pro Wrestling, which is live on IWTV um, at seven thirty Pacific. So unless you're, uh, you know, up really late, you're probably not going to be able to watch it live if you're on the East Coast, but. Um, and then, yeah, the following weekend, I'm at Action Wrestling on the Friday against Billy Starks, and then I'm at TWE on the Saturday against Cody Manhorn, and yeah. I think both those shows are live on IWTV as well. Ring of and- Honor superstar, Billy Starks. Yes. She just wrestled Ronda Rousey, one of the most famous women in the world. You know Ronda Rousey? And- Have you ever seen Furious 7? Uh, I have seen Furious 7. She fights yes. Michelle fucking Rodriguez on the 100th story of the Burj... Or something. One of those buildings. The Burj Khalifa. <laughs> I don't think it's yeah. actually that one. It's one of the other ones. I, I got halfway through it. I think it's a different building. That's Mission Impossible where he climbs that. This is one of the other buildings. But she wrestled her, and you're going to wrestle her. That's one degree of separation from that... Uh, she's like transphobic and like thinks depression isn't real or something. But neither here nor there. And was also questioning Sandy Hook being legitimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew there was another one. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. neither here nor there. Um, Tony can hire whoever he wants. It's, he's desperate. It's fine. <laughs> he's got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to do something. Anyways, but that's going to be I'm cool. Looking forward, I'm, rest, I'm looking forward to wrestling Billy Stark. Yeah, yes. yeah, she's cool. She's cool. It took me a while to come around on her, but I like her now. I like her a lot now. Um, and she, Her and Ember are awesome. It's one of those or, things where, like... What the fuck is her name? Uh, fucking, what's Amber Moon's name now? I'm so sorry. Athena. 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 I have such a hard time with that. She's awesome. She's the greatest thing. They're she, awesome. She, she's legitimately very, very good, yeah. Um, it's one of those things where, like, as a society, everything is so online now that, like, no one is able to, like, grow or make mistakes without being in the public eye. And, like, especially when you start wrestling on independent shows that are streaming, when you're a 14-year-old yeah, kid. she was right in there. It's kind of crazy. Like, it's like, yeah, everyone's like, man, Billy Stark sucks. And, like, we're sick of her getting pushed down our throats. It's like, yeah, she's a fucking teenager. Like, what are you expecting? So 
I was but endeared yeah, no, pretty she... early on. I saw her like do, like go for like planches and break her head open and shit. And I was just like, okay, well she's going for it. Like this is oh, fucking. She's, she's she's a gamer. I was <laughs> I was she in from there. loves she loves old backyard wrestling, which I think is why she like she's the one who asked to wrestle me. It has nothing to do cool. with cool. So so yeah, no, she's I've I've been on shows with her for like four or five years now, and she's she's a super cool kid. So I'm I'm looking forward to wrestling her. Yeah, that'll be fun. And then, I, I like Cody Manhorn also. I have only seen him wrestle a few times. I've seen him referee a few times, but I like that guy also. So, I, he's I, yeah, I think he's I mean he's a really good referee, but like I think he's he's coming along as a wrestler, and uh, and I just hope that yeah, I think we're able to have a, a cool moment in in a building that. Uh, that has a uh, has I guess significance to both of us. So so yeah, no. The place it's is great. It's the best then, fucking venue for ICW too. I, I love it. I love it when they wrestle there too. It's I, a great you know great I, atmosphere. I have like a real like I don't know. When I first wrestled there, I wasn't sold on it, and but now it's grown on me. It reminds me a lot of the three two one battle building in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Like the very similar layout where most of the fans are on two sides of the ring kind of thing. And you have a wall on on one of the sides of the ring. Um, okay, sure. So that's a classic shitty layout, but people make it work. It's a, cla- it's a that's like the H two O wrestling centers like that too, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, it is a classic shitty layout. But I don't know. There's something romantic about it for, for oh yeah those those of us who have wrestled in shitty buildings like that <laughs> hundreds of times. Yeah, yeah. That's uh that that place is cool, and I like and they I you know. Dylan and all those people, they do incredible work. So, um, and I guess as Basement East is done, you can, there's no wrestling there anymore or whatever. Oh, so yeah, Sup Sup hasn't had a show in in over a year. Um, they've they've looked at running another show, but um, it's just been hard. Um, a lot of the people who were running that promotion either don't live in Nashville. Or, um, well, that's that's the big part of it is that most of them don't live there or the few that do, you know, are kind of hands off wrestling nowadays. And people grow um, up, you know, people, people grow happens. out of shit. And then the problem with the Basement East itself is it got bought out by Live Nation. Yeah, so that's what I heard. Yeah. It's uh, a fucking hassle and a half to try and get any kind of dates there without having to deal with all sorts of corporate red tape. So, yeah, that's uh, exactly the opposite of what southern underground pro was about was yeah Yeah. and that's legitimately i loved wrestling in that building i love that promotion obviously yeah that's the first promotion to book me outside of the northwest ever so is it really uh, that's such a weird timeline it's so crazy and uh and those what was that match what was the first match you wrestled there i wrestled a pre-war horse jake parnell oh hell yeah (laughs) pre-war horse crazy to think think there was was a time he was the warhorse, but he wasn't all caps warhorse. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he. Yeah. That was was that was right during the the Gary J feud with the with the torn cheek. Right, that's the best. Correct. Yes, it he was. Should, yeah. Man, talk about a a guy who could have had a different type of career if things went a little different. <laughs> I, I I think Jake Parnell is quite a wrestler, um, but he should have never been on TV because he's too short. Sorry, dude. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> good guy though um you guys want to watch you guys want to talk about little sicko more like a lot sicko let's talk a little bit about little sicko okay folks iwtv watch the matches they're going to be linked there will be links to things i don't know dana mccabe's on the 
Carnage Cup episode. I don't know why we did this in the first place. So. Don't ask me anything. <laughs> we're having, we're having. It's it's a nice time. We're having a nice time. Um, Obey takes quite a while to come out. Um, and again, Chris Kloss keeps talking about how it's like a seance. He says it's some. He says some sort of sacrifice. He's going to do some sort of sacrifice, but he's not doing anything. I want to reiterate. He just walks slow, and it's kind of like an Undertaker, sort of like a expressionless thing. But he's just just kind of a guy. He's just like kind of a weird guy. Yeah, he's just like a monk or something. Not it's even like... a monk. Get down, kitty. The, what, yeah, okay, Aww. monk. What's a monk like? What's I don't what's know. a monk, what does a monk do? I've never met monk before. <laughs> you ever see the show? Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, what was Quite he like? Episodes. That guy definitely wouldn't autistic. wrestle barefooted. He wouldn't wrestle barefooted. He was autistic. He wouldn't wrestle barefooted. You know why? Yeah. I, he, had, he had germaphobic issues and such. I I really love. I, I certainly would. Uh, don't think you would wrestle in uh, Razor Wire, Tony Shalhoub's character. <laughs> they, they're, they're bringing that show back. They got like a, a, a TV movie coming they out. They got a TV movie. I think it's yeah. a great format for that, personally. I think that's what they should have done with Frasier. Um, Frazier in a death match. Now that I'd watch, you know, when he falls off the stage, that's kind of like a bump that like a uh, guy would take in the carnage cup. Reckless as hell. You know, Except- uh, Daniel, do you know the, the clip, uh, where Kelsey Grammer falls off the stage? I'm not familiar. This is from the original show. Or- no, 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 no. This is the thing that happened in real life. Uh, uh, he was, he's giving a lecture at like a university, Kelsey Grammer, the guy who played Frazier, um, in cheers. And then also the show Frazier. Yeah, never heard of him. Uh, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Ring a bell. Uh, <laughs> um, he he's he's giving a speech at like a college, and uh, he's walking along this very large stage, and he just walks right off the edge and falls off. I'm I'm literally looking it up on YouTube. Oh, you should watch it. I'm, I can I'm watch. I, all right, I can quote it. I can quote it to you. He says it's my hundredth trek through. It's a small world, pretending I was a UN interpreter. When oh god, <laughs> he just falls into darkness. And then he says, "I'm so sorry, my leg. <laughs> I seem to have. Uh, I'm so sorry, my leg. It's one of my favorite things in the world. My pin tweet actually is talking about it. Uh, if you check my pin tweet, um." He looks just genuinely confused now. <laughs> it's kind of, but I'm just saying it's like kind of like a spot that you would do off the apron, you know? That I, Free fireworks? Uh, so this is like a very niche um, comparison that I'm, I'm about to make, but what, what it reminds me of was... What's niche about and, any of this? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, that's fair. This is a, a niche or niche. This is just for you, Bucky, basically. <laughs> okay, let's um, go. Uh, Backyard Fest 9, uh, which was held in the HWF Backyard mm-hmm. in Bellevue, Ohio. Yeah, home of Overhaul? Eight. Yes, oh, home of home of Overhaul. It was HTTC. Remember, do you remember Hard to the Core? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was his backyard. Yeah. Um, and the opening match on that show was uh, Shocker 333 versus Dangerous Dave Devereaux. Okay. Uh, both both gentlemen uh, have have su- subsequently enjoyed independent careers uh, under the names Flip Gordon and Davey Vega. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Davey Vega. Okay, Davey Vega. Okay. And uh th- they made for that show like so HWF they had like a uh, like the WCW style ramp between the entrance. Oh, it looked great. Oh. Yeah. 
And I was always amazed how well it held up. People would bump well, out of that it thing. Was, it was solid wood. It yeah. Was solid oh, it wood. seemed like yeah. hell. Yeah, yeah. So they had that they had that rampway between the entranceway and the ring. But for the big show, I don't know why they decided to like jazz up the entranceway. So they put stacks of pallets on either side of the ramp. And then they lined it with like construction paper, like that kind of like, you know, you have the stuff you have on big rolls when you're in elementary school that you'd mm-hmm. cut off to do. Yeah, arts reams, and reams of the shit. Yeah, reams of it, right? So they have reams of this construction paper that they put between the <laughs> ramp and the stacks of pallets <laughs> to make it look like it was a giant stage, oh, basically. Oh, no. Oh, no. But, huh. um, Davy Vega obviously <laughs> didn't didn't notice that it was current just paper. Current AAW champion Davy Vega. <laughs> Correct, my my friend. Hello, hello. He's not going to hear this. I've got maybe. a there's a picture. I've got a mark pick with him from 2017. He's when him and, when him and Matt Fitchett were the tag champs there. There you go. Yeah. Um, Sorry. <laughs> anyways, on on that fateful day, however, he stepped out onto that <laughs> rampway and then went to do the thing. That, you know, wrestlers do, like, on Raw or whatever. They go to either side of the ramp to appeal to the, the crowd. Yeah, on Edge. Side. On this day, except, I see clearly. Yes, e- exactly. Edge. Except uh, he stepped right into the giant gap of paper between the ramp and the stack of pallets. That was literally just, like, a five-foot drop to the ground to nothing. Did he land on his feet? Was he okay? Like, is that like I don't know how he I don't know how he felt. He just kind of like slipped through and then sheepishly kind of came up and was like, uh, okay, this is his entrance. That was just on his entrance. Oh boy, oh boy. It Have... was very it was very Kelsey Grammer esque. Um, <laughs> There's also uh, Travis Scott falling off the stage and it's in auto tune and it sounds you hear him go in auto tune. <laughs> similar similar fall to what you're describing <laughs> tremendous and then uh in the main event of that show there was a a, a tag match between uh i believe it was sin otherwise known as nick thorne and massive match matt shock uh-huh, uh-huh. the greatest shooting star press of all time, press of all time. versus htc and overhaul and somehow yeah. o- ohio was... royalty yes cincinnati versus greater cleveland yeah uh, <laughs> Uh, Overhaul wasn't paying attention during that first match where Davy Vega took the spill through the the crate paper, and <laughs> so he set up a spot to give Sin a fire thunder off of that rampway down into the crate paper abyss. He thought there was padding down there or something. I don't know what the oh. thought process was. Yeah. For anyone listening at home who's not familiar, Overhaul was it a very large gentleman, like probably 350 pounds. Huge, yeah. And he's like the one man gang of the backyard scene that in that era. And he picked Sin up over his shoulders and just literally jumped off a five foot ramp straight to the ground <laughs> through through the crepe paper, scraping his back along the edge of the, the oh. ramp oh. all the way down. <laughs> And then just landing like flat assed on the hard like ground. God. And like he basically he went into shock. Like he was like convulsing. Oh. From, like the impact. It was like the weird like it was the grossest thing ever that was like genuinely scary. <laughs> Alright, so Backyard Fest Nine, this is late. What's that? Oh six? Oh seven? It's oh six. Yes. Man. 
that's got to be one of his last matches, probably, right? <laughs> it might be Overhaul's last match. Yeah, yeah. You know what I always liked Overhaul? He did the two-and-a-half-star frog splash, which is the five-star frog splash off the second rope. There you go. That's Good my fun. guy. I love Overhaul. H- HWF, is that right? HWF? HWF. HWF, Ohio, Backyard Fed, legendary. Backyard Fest 9. Shouts out to Matt Shock. Um Yakuza J, so on and so forth. Um, all right, round two of the Carnage Cup. <laughs> thank you. No, no, thank you so much. I needed to, uh, we needed to talk about something else for a little bit. You know, and Billy Stark's Cody Manhorn was not cutting it. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. Shouts out to Davey Vega. It's so funny. It's so fucking funny. Okay. Um, little sicko, more like a lot sicko. Uh, Obey is just a guy who acts weird. That's what I was saying. And um, he um, he's barefooted. We didn't mention that. It didn't uh, come up in the, uh, in the during the first round, no. There was a lot of other stuff to talk about. But there is a really funny part in the first match where he comes out and he's slowly walking out. And you hear like a guy in the crowd g- say like, what, is that motherfucker barefooted? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, off in the distance of reaction happening. Barefooted? Oh, shit. Um, so he's in there barefooted. Little sicko. Um, they're, they're already very bloody, obviously. Round two of, of a deathmatch tournament is often the worst part of a deathmatch tournament. Daniel, I don't know how many of these have you've, you've watched. You've seen tournaments of death and uh, and tournaments of survival, uh, in, invitationals, Nick Gage and, and otherwise? Yeah, not a ton, though. Not a, some, but not, not, not a ton of recent ones, if I'm being honest. Oh, my God. Thanks for sending me a bluethundervideo.com slash VCW slash music vids link, by the way. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. I'll check it out later. That'll be... I, I, I'm pretty sure that overhaul clip is in there. So. I'm, I'm going to fucking find it. That sounds great. I'm very excited. Um, thanks for that and saving that. And uh, let's see here. They, uh, they start with a... Um, like a wrestling sequence here, which I I think is nice. I, I, I like it when they do that in death matches, you know, um, mm-hmm. they do, uh, you know, they do like a hammer lock and, and, and little sicko rolls through and like grabs a headlock, gets real low with it, like digs the knee into the mat deep, you know, cranking it like he's like, you know, I don't know, Danny Hodge or whoever, you know, <laughs> uh, really getting in there athletic and academic, like, um, and I appreciate that. I know the crowd there, the 70 people in attendance uh, that are sitting outside their tents there, uh, they appreciate it too. Um, this is where Larry asks if the glass in the ring is tempered glass. And Chris says, I don't know if that's tempered. And I was thinking, it looks like a shower door. <laughs> it looks like a shower door. I believe it was a shower door. It looks really dangerous. Now, I don't know what I don't know exactly what tempered glass is, what that means, if I'm being treated. I don't well, know what that does. To... Oh, tempered, like temperature. Yeah. Well, te- te- tempered glass is the stuff that, like, it <laughs> Let's talk about this. The, like, the, like, the little pebbles, you know? Oh, it, yeah, so yeah. It's not quite as sharp when it breaks. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. I guess that makes sense. I mean, this doesn't look like that, for sure. This is definitely, this looks like just some shit that they found. Um 
little finger gets suplexed into it and it and it breaks and it seems I, but i don't know you know this seems most of the glass here seems like normal glass that i've seen guys get suplexed into you know it's I've, it's, it's not tempered glass <laughs> yeah, yeah no it's not but it seems it doesn't seem like the glass is usually tempered no it's, no i don't believe it is no like maybe like the oh the cat i'm sorry if there's background noise the cat is you know the big bag you get to put the tr- the artificial Christmas tree inside of, and it's like just a big zippy zipper bag. Yeah, um, he's in there. And he's causing a ruckus. Um, I'm in the basement. Sorry, it's late, so I'm recording in the basement. Um, no, the glass seems about the same as usual. I think this is I think this is the same glass. They just get shower doors. Hey, knock it off! Jesus Christ. Um, Little Sicko makes a comeback uh, after this, getting suplexed into the glass by scooping a big handful of glass, throwing it in Obey's face, headbutts a light tube into him. And then there's a little chant, fuck him up, Sicko, fuck him up, like three people. And it's the loudest I've heard the crowd all night. Like there's the one time when the guy... Sicko is a crowd favorite, but it's... Uh, what that <laughs> means in the context of this crowd is... Who could say? I mean, he's he's a veteran of the territory. We know that because he was in last year's tournament. So that means mm-hmm. something, right? Yeah. No, he's he seems like a he's. I'll say this: I, Little Sicko is the. Oh my god! I'm gonna kick this cat's ass. He's. <laughs> um, he's the highlight of the tournament. Okay, cat. Um, he's. I think he's the best guy in it. And then he's got the incredible match on day two. Like this, I think he's undeniable. I think Little Sicko. In my opinion, he's the guy on this show that's most likely to like wrestle like a, a Daniel Macabe or something, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think, you know, you know, this... I think uh, Lil Sicko clearly wants to be good at wrestling. He has aspirations, undeniably. You know, Septic City mm-hmm. Invitational, Daniel, oh. Daniel the Dirtbag Macabe versus Little. Little sicko. I don't know. I was trying to think of somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> little, little sicko. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, yeah. He has high aspirations. He doesn't always uh, succeed. Uh, but like he hits a nice moonsault. Um, he definitely eats nice shit on a Toby Con Hio. Um, yeah. That's a weird thing. That is sort of the, the highlight of this, this, this match hits that he hits that tope con is a con giro um they're they're all right so it's this pane of glass that's set up across two chairs on the outside of the ring yes and there's ropes on the ring now we should note that they've put ropes on the ring um they haven't been used in the previous matches they were on for the last two but nobody used them there's not really any irish whips or like bouncing off or anything um not really that kind of show. <laughs> um, they shouldn't have even put them on. <laughs> it took them two hours. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, they've got this pane of glass uh, across two chairs on the floor. And the pane of glass has, I don't know, maybe maybe six foot strand of razor wire sort of curled up, coiled, if you will, Um onto the top of the pane of glass taped onto it and it's stiff it's just a stiff coil of razor wire on top of this glass and it's 
the it's like a it's a contraption that when when somebody brushes up against the razor wire, the whole thing moves. It's not like it, it doesn't bend or flex. It's just a mess. It's like it's it's a horrifying thing. And so they go for this spot where Obey is on the floor, standing in front of it, and Little Sicko goes for a tope con hero, con con hero, con hilo, um, or tope tope uh, atomico, some shit, you know, over the top rope, right, flipping, and Obey is, I think, supposed to catch him in a suplex. I I I think the idea is he's gonna dive onto him, and they're gonna fall through the the glass together. Yeah. So did so he do they blow the initial bump and then obey is like all right now I'm going to suplex you that's the Correct. that's the cover up okay Correct. so they kind of fall into it off the tope but the th- shit doesn't break so obey's quick improvisation is that he picks him up and gives him a vertical suplex into the glass pain and razor wire but in the process of the first incident the pane of glass is now leaned at a 45 degree angle is that right yes yeah um and the razor wire is still there solid as a rock <laughs> it's like a it's like it's sculpted together it's incredible it's basically impossible to go for this pane you of glass can't break this and they're gonna prove it in just a second because obey tries to give little sicko a vertical suplex basic style you know straight up and over a la Manny Fernandez on Abdullah the Butcher on Thanksgiving night, 1985, the very same style, tries to give him a suplex into this pane of glass, but the pane of glass is at a 45-degree angle, so that when Obey falls back with the vertical suplex, it catches him in the very middle of the lower back, like right in the like top of the tailbone, kind of, right, right above the ass crack, and he mm-hmm. just sort of flexes backwards in the most unnatural way possible, um, and he suplexes... <laughs> little sicko into the razor wire um glass doesn't break they're just kind of laying on top of a glass window and a oh, bunch yeah. of razor wire and they're stuck i think to... uh chris claus heels it looks like he's been ripped in half <laughs> and it's he, like no he just looks like he he's bent over the wrong way though the and the, the, it the best look good guy. <laughs> the best analog I have is the uh, the episode of The Simpsons where Bart gets a, a big brother and, who ends up in the street fight with Homer, and Homer gets oh, bent God. over the fire hydrant. Yes. <laughs> it didn't uh, look positive. <laughs> it certainly was not positive. <laughs> I rewound it a couple times. I, I, I really I took a lot of pleasure in this because right after it happens, they just have to lay in the razor wire and they can't really move. They don't really know what to do. They're kind of tied up in it. And it's a sort of a Sabu Funk situation, um, but not, you know, like not at all. Like there, there's no there's no one to help them. <laughs> Nobody's going to come in with like wire cutters and help them. They have to figure this out themselves. And Obey, this is when Obey starts thinking about like what just happened, and he just starts laughing. He's laughing his fucking ass off. This is like screaming and laughing. And you know, not I mean maybe some character work a little bit, but this feels like a guy who's just like I'm having the weirdest day of my life, and I've just got to laugh. You know, Ice T when he says sometimes you just gotta. You just got to sit back and laugh. It's just like he's laying in the razor wire. He just tried to suplex this guy through glass, but he just bounced off the glass. And instead, he's going to lay for a little while in the razor wire and have a laugh about it. 
Um, and it's, I think, the highlight of the show. It's my favorite moment of the entire show is Obey laughing. And then Little Sicko starts beating the shit out of him. <laughs> and Little Sicko starts doing some of the greatest strikes you've ever seen in your life. Um, right? This flurry from Little Sicko. <laughs> Where he's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Um, they're really unprofessional. It, it, it definitely comes comes unglued a little bit. They're like kind of brawling, and I there's like a shoot backdrop in there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Obey's laughing the entire time. It's happening too. Like he's like he's getting shoot punched in the, like the gut over and over, and elbowed in the face, and he's just laughing and he's having fun. They're having fun. So my favorite part of this match is is immediately afterwards and i don't know if either of you caught this i had to rewind it a couple times but after little sicko kind of like shoot backdrops him obey hits him with like a tennis racket of some i can't remember if it was gimmick or if it was <laughs> i think it racket. had barbed wire instead of the regular yeah it was a barbed wire I, racket I had to rewind it, but I caught on on camera. I think it's a fan, but it might be one of the crew members. After Little Sicko gets hit with the tennis racket, someone says, that's what happens to you when you don't pay child support, Sicko. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so, did somebody have that in their back pocket, like waiting for I, the right time? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I hate to call the man out in this public forum, but I, I thought it was genuinely very funny so i wonder if there's like some real good uh like crowd members here that are like just popping off and we just can't hear it because of their you know they're 55 yards away (laughs) from the ring um god that rules i i think this uh they go to the finish and the the finish is uh the uh well, all right, so Little Sicko's going to set up the glass board again with the razor wire, and he, like, tries to set it up, and then he's just like, fuck this, and he throws it to the ground, and it breaks. He's just like, fuck yeah. this, and he gets a different pane of glass, which was definitely the right idea. Like, that was definitely the move. Um, and then he's got this glass pane across some chairs there in the original spot where they, I guess they were going to do the finish anyways. I don't know what their plan was, how they were going to get here. Um, but they go on the fucking apron, exchange some strikes that look like they look genuinely exhausted and just spent, completely spent. And little sicko then hits a fucking Spanish fly off the apron and they hit it perfectly. You know, I mean, give them credit. You've seen like, I see, you see Spanish flies off the apron at, uh, in zona 23 a lot, you know, Siobhan. Yeah. Um, Dana, I don't know how much Zona uh, Vandy Trace you see. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I was I was watching it just like everyone else was, kind of at the the beginning of the pandemic. It was kind of the hot yeah. emotion. Yeah, that, there was that, yeah tw- late twenty nineteen was the peak of that seven stuff. way or whatever that match from twenty nineteen. Yeah, and then of course there's the Mister Condor versus Black Terry match. That's yeah. the classic. So yeah, I, you I've should check out. Wotan versus Damus from March of this year. It's, it's they're still doing it. They're still fucking each other up out there. Um, uh, I, I will check it out. I have not seen that. It's on IWTV, um, where you can also watch some of your own matches. It's weird, uh, kind of weird. Um, the uh, they exchange strikes uh, and hit a Spanish fly off the apron, and it's beautiful. I, I'm surprised they hit it so well because yeah, they they fuck it up all the time in Mexico. Um, and I was thinking about uh, what's his name, Sick Boy. Like just like being like, oh, he hit it, he hit it good. 
I see them fuck this up all the time where I'm from. I was just shocked that Little Sicko and Obey like nailed a, a tough to hit spot like perfectly um, after all they went through. I was I was genuinely impressed. Um, I I thought we had to give it up for Little Sicko. No, absolutely. <laughs> that was great. I, uh, I think this might that might have genuinely be the be the the, the technically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe, maybe the best match in the tournament. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm, I'm glad somebody else said it. I'm glad you said th- it. No, I think it is. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all in agreement there. And and I, I don't think we, we put over enough the like the, the technical wrestling at the beginning. I don't think it's technically good. Um, but it's like... They technically it, do some. It's going for it. And it kind of approaches Meth Lab Battle Arts. Like yeah. it's two guys who probably have been... Uh, you know, in the vicinity of a meth lab, yeah, um, doing what they think, and you know, a it, technical wrestling is. Yeah, one of them and has like, seen a battle arts match, and like howling at one another while they're like writhing in pain. Like it's it's uh, it's definitely uh, inspired by Ian, even if they they're not aware of it. So yeah, no, you you got well, you got to check out Sicko and Jay Blade. Um, Sicko's the man. I'm 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 sicko pilled too. I'm rare pilled and sicko pilled. I will check out Sicko and J Blade. Yeah, from uh, what's it called, Kings of Carnage? The day after this. Yeah. Um, the next match is uh, Bryant Woods versus Blade Evans in the Exorcist Death Match. Um, there's big long light tube crosses that are upside down, and they keep kind of falling over, and that's what an Exorcist Death Match is. It wasn't very good. I got to give it to the ring crew though for coordinating. At first, they were like, "Real." I saw three times where they caught the light tubes as they fell down, and they didn't yeah. let any of them break. <laughs> they just kind of, and then after that, they just kind of laid them down. Because you know, you don't really need them stood up the whole match. You just kind of need, need them there for the start of the match. You get the visual, the two guys in the ring, all the crosses, and everybody understands. And then everything can just kind of come into play. However, you don't need the, you know. It's a presentation thing. It's just about the first shot, you know, and then and then we can wrestle. Now we can wrestle. <laughs> uh, and to start, Blaine, Re- Blaine Evans threatens the referee with a light tube, and Chris Kloss says uh, something I found really interesting, which was that if you if you take it too far with one of the officials, uh, you could be eliminated from the tournament. Which is such a funny idea. I guess so I guess there are some disqualifications at the Carnage Cup, and it's if you attack a referee with a light tube, which I guess is fair, but. I just never thought of it. I just never thought of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Blaine Evans, the guy who cut Jer- John Rare's finger off. Uh, Bryant Woods, also a, a consummate professional, has been around forever. Um, Blaine Evans wears these, like, thick work gloves, I guess, so he doesn't cut his own hands, but he looks very silly. Um, he looks like he looks kind of warm. <laughs> he looks a little warm in those gloves. Um, he gets uh, yeah. They what they what do they do? Do they do anything in this match? <laughs> so, <laughs> the fuck uh, happens in this match? I'm, I'm struggling here. Go ahead, Siobhan. Anyone? <laughs> uh, I was saying no. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, I don't I, think I think Brian Woods looked pretty good. All the same, I I I I did take notes. They they also tried to chain wrestle in this match, and Brian Woods gets real blown up to begin with. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then 
uh, Blaine Evans takes over by hitting him in the legs with light tubes over and over again, and like, oh yeah, I thought that. what a good strategy to take. I thought out he the was actually hurt. No, I thought Brian Woods blew his knee out though. At one point early on, I thought he. When you said he, you thought he was gassed. I thought he hurt his leg, and then Blaine Evans started breaking light tubes over his leg, and I was like, oh, is he actually hurt? And he sells it the whole time. I thought he was legitimately hurt. It, it 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 is possible. It is also possible that he's just not in good shape. So. Right. Well, and then yeah. he goes to the final and he does a fucking bump off the. You know. So I I guess he was fine. He was just selling. Yeah. Maybe. This this was not. It wasn't great. It was just kind of plodding and slow. Um, with Evans just kind of hitting him with glass. Um, yeah, the leg work was not great. He had like a horrible well, chop block, like the worst you've ever seen. <laughs> There's there's one moment that I really liked that like feels like kind of like non cooperative, but I, I don't think that's the case. I think it's just like this is how these guys do drama. Um, but Blaine Evans is like trying to turn him over for a half crab, and they're like kind of like having an argument with each oh, other. Oh, this is so weird. And, like, <laughs> um, I just I I have the notes that. Uh, like they're just like screaming like fuck you back back and forth at each other while like kind of they start throwing like shoot punches at each other while they're fighting over this crab. <laughs> that, that was kind of cool. But uh um and then yeah, the finish is just kind of like whatever. He gets one of the upside down crosses and then just kind of body slams him through it and that's it. Yeah. Well, there was a there's a there's a moment also where um where I th- I thought well I thought Bryant Woods was actually hurt so I the whole that that half crab like where he grabs that I thought he like had actually hurt his leg and that Blade Evans was like fucking with him I thought they were shooting on each other and that he actually had an injury um, it was it was all very surreal this n- these guys don't wrestle like regular wrestlers you know the drama they don't operate on like the the regular terms of like psychology and like no, building to really. crescendos and heat and shine and they, these things don't exist here <laughs> not they don't exist at all they never even been thought about um so yeah i don't know it's a it's, it's a weird match um and you know what we're lucky that not every match is just like this you know this this is just kind of the nondescript stuff that it could be but i do i don't know blaine evans uh Blaine Evans is famous for, of course, uh, cutting a guy's finger off. So, yeah, he, he's he's had worse. He looks warm in those gloves. Can't deny that. Um, and then the uh, the what's the fourth? Is this the the third? The third, the third, uh, second round match. Brian White, the excuse me, death, death match juggalo. juggalo. In case anyone forgot, the death match juggalo versus Chewy Martinez. In a fans bring the weapons match, Chuy Martinez, not the deathmatch juggalo, just a deathmatch juggalo. Chuy Martinez. Uh, so the first five minutes of this match, Chuy Martinez wears a boxing glove that has nails coming out of it. He's so happy. He wears a boxing glove with nails coming out of it on his right hand. And wrestles like the first five minutes of the match with the glove on and holding a can of bush light in the glove hand. And he controls the first five minutes of the match while holding the bush light can. I don't think it's a boxing glove. I think it's one of those like Incredible Hulk style. Oh, sure. Okay, sure. Yeah. 
but but you, the, nonetheless, he is drinking the beer, and he, he, <laughs> it's basically a squash, and is and is controlling the entire match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this could be in Squash World for sure. Uh, yeah, he's like you know he beats the shit out of him. He's drinking the bush light, and then he kind of stops for a minute, and then he like drinks the beer some more. He like sits the beer down for a minute, and he like hits a couple like punches on him, and then he goes and he picks the beer back up. <laughs> I was like losing my mind. Then he starts dancing. Chewie does some dancing. And he's pretty great at dancing. I mean, as you'd expect a guy that looks like he smells like he does, that he would be really good at dancing. <laughs> um, he gets the big stick that has all the sunglasses attached to it and hits Brian White with that. And he gives him, like, a atomic drop up the balls kind of thing with it. You know, classic move. And meanwhile, he looks like he's, again, Chewie is just burping. <laughs> farting the entire match. His, his boots aren't even tied up. <laughs> it's boots. like the most half-assed thing I've oh. ever seen. Hang on, hang on. I gotta tie my shoes. Alright, give me Death Valley Driver. I've been tying my shoes and hit me with a Death Valley Driver. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright. No, through the door. So Death Valley Driver through Chewy the door. So Martinez as uh uh, as a run is the revived Bastion Bugger, basically. <laughs> he's kind of <laughs> reminds me of Artie Lang. <laughs> um, he's like he's like he's a character Horatio Sands would have played in 2001 or whatever. He's just gonna. He's just like he like every time he takes a bump, he farts. <laughs> oh God, he's the worst. He's the absolute worst. Chewy Chewy Martinez. Um, <laughs> yeah yeah this is where he really sells like he's got gas this is where i actually took a note of that because he like he looks like he's holding his stomach and he's gonna take a shit <laughs> he gets hit with like a he gets hit in the head with like a weapon and then he's like oh fuck oh god he like he's like hunched over like oh i'm gonna fucking puke oh god damn <laughs> dr clothesline oh, i'm gonna <laughs> You know, it's fucking awful. He's awful. He's the worst. He's might be the worst wrestler we've ever talked about. <laughs> I think he's just burping and fucking belching and burping all over. He puts a pumpkin on Brian White's head and he punches it in half. He's just got like, he- he's got heavy, like he's like a big, he's a big fat idiot who like could throw like a heavy punch, you know? You know those like big fat losers who are automatically good at fighting just because they're so big and fat and disgusting, you know? <laughs> he's like that. Um, and then after he fucking shits his pants, <laughs> he fucking grabs this big fondue pot, or maybe was it a fondue pot or like a fucking was it a um uh it was like a hookah maybe? It was a huge oh, yeah. Hookah. With all the alcohol in it. It looked like a hookah. And it had, so it has a bunch, I guess it has a bunch of rubbing alcohol and lemon juice and shit. He picks this fucking thing up and it's like a hookah. It kind of looks like the ring bell from the fucking Mid-South Coliseum. <laughs> right, Shahad? A little bit, yeah. It keeps coming up. It looks, it's a fucking big, big thing. A uh, big apparatus full of fucking rubbing alcohol, I guess, and lemon juice and other shit. And he pours it. He lifts it over Brian White's head and pours it on his face. And I guess Brian White has no idea what's going to happen because he, like, looks up at it and this shit just goes in his fucking eyes and mouth. It is horrific. It's really gross. It took me a second to realize what happened because when you watch it, you're with him. You don't know what's about to happen. And he just gets all this shit in his face and he's coughing. And then Chewie pins him 
on the ground and Brian White's coughing and Chewie's like, oh, well, okay, I didn't know I was going to win right there. <laughs> the referee counts three and Chewie's like, what? Oh, okay. All right. Woohoo. <laughs> he literally is like, he, he, Chewie Martinez might as well have said, oh, that wasn't the finish, but all right. <laughs> to the ref, like right in the camera. It's so fucking funny. It's so funny. And Brian White, like, like that's horrible. He- he literally just gets up and walks away. He, can't, he fucking like, runs. Fuck this. Get me out of he here. Can't fucking spray me with a fucking fire extinguisher or something. Fucking Christ. When I actually, I, I, when I rewatched it and I like thought about it, I was like, oh my God, this is the worst thing I've ever seen in a deathmatch tournament. <laughs> he swallows a bunch of fucking rubbing alcohol. It goes like right down his fucking throat. Can watch God. it in slow motion it's so gross it's great it's really that was like one of the sickest things from the show and not necessarily in a sick way in a oh man uh oh no thought was given to this before it way where you're just like that was that's an unfortunate thing that's a careless incident to happen yeah chewy just looks confused and honestly fucking easy work easy day for chewy light work for chewy martinez here in the semifinal of the uh it says garbage cup but i carnage cup i trade this is transcribed into my phone speech to text it says garbage cup here Uh, well it's it's the septic city invitation the septic city invitational it's yeah oh chewy this it was during this match that i that i spent uh googling and facebooking brian white and uh discovering that i in fact have six mutual friends with him, mm-hmm. and that he has a "Don't Tread on Me" tattoo. Yeah, I can Hell see that. Yeah. I think what there's a, a lot of overlap guy. there. He rocks. <laughs> it's it, you know what? Despite all that, I think it's I think it's a shame that this happened to him. I wouldn't wish this. <laughs> I, I think it was very unfortunate. I, I think there's the no list way of people. That. The list of people I would wish this on is short. I want to say that's one of the worst things I've ever seen. And the more I think about it, the more I wish it hadn't happened. <laughs> Um. Yeah. All right. Final semifinal match. Uh, sick boy versus. Have, oh, what? You it, you have like two actual wrestlers here. It's weird. Oh yeah, this is a real match. Uh, it's not though because it's not. But it's fine. It's not. Um, it's the Maga Butcher uh, versus the Sick Boy. Um, which again, it, yeah, it's awesome. This whole bracket honestly has just been perfectly drawn. I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better setup than this. <laughs> And I am being sincere. I mean, I'm laughing, but also this is kind of, they kind of nailed the, they kind of nail all this. Um, so they wrestle around a little bit in the, in the grand tradition of the last few matches. I think sick boy and necro butcher try to do a few headlocks and whatnot. And it's much worse than the last two guys who tried to do it. Uh, they really don't have it and it's really uncooperative. And then there's a pit of salt and lemons that sick boy tries to suplex Necro into Necro refuses to go over and just falls on top of him. And he almost shoot pins him. Like it's, he's like on top, like the full weight of him and the referee counts. And I thought he was going to win. Uh, but sick boy like forces he's a kick gonna out. Nick Gage on David Arquette pin him. Yeah, yeah, Mula. He's gonna Mula, Mula his ass. Black Widow. Um, <laughs> the fix is in on sick boy. The uh, the McKinsey screw job. Uh, yeah, I thought he was gonna win there for a sec. Um, but sick boy is not taking any of Necro's fucking shit. I mean, he is. He gets in there and he starts just breaking a ton of tubes over Necro. 
Um, and then, yeah, there's a, there's there's barbed wire. Okay, I wrote it down. There's a big strand of barbed wire here because there's it's wrapped around a, around a bumble, bundle of tubes. Um, and he breaks it over Necro, and then all the fucking barbed wire hangs from Necro's, what's left of Necro's hair, um, stuck in his hair. And that was pretty good. And that was barbed wire. That wasn't razor wire. Because razor wire would have just cut the hair right off, presumably. Um, and then they head out to the floor. Or the the ground, or what the fuck do you call it when it's the earth? When it's you know when it's like the floor, but it's outside. The fuck do you call that? Out, out, outside the grass. Uh, Necro keeps getting his foot caught in shit because there's weapons all over the place. So it's kind of like a Terry Funk, you know, Terry Funk when he gets his shit caught up in the in the rope in you know Puerto Rico or Memphis. Uh, but it's not like it's. But that was like that's he's working, but Necro is just actually stumbling around. <laughs> But it's kind of like Terry Funk in Memphis. Um, not far. Uh, Sick Boy wants to do like a Lucha Chop exchange, but Necro just keeps punching him in the fucking mouth. And then Sick Boy will give him another chop, and then Necro will punch him in the mouth again. <laughs> uh, Necro's back is super bloody from two bundles that had, like, had hit him just the right angle. Um, Necro tries to hug a fan or maybe attack a fan or something, <laughs> maybe suplex a fan. Um, and then he sits down his super bloody back in somebody's got to be $49.99 Coleman camping chair, uh, just covering the chair with his blood. <laughs> like, I've got those chairs. They're nice chairs. He sits in it and covers it in his fucking blood. And then uh, Sick Boy gives him a big crossbody, um, and they fall over, and that's awesome. Um, and then this is when the sun begins to set on beautiful Mackenzie, Tennessee, as some poor fucker's entire cooler gets lifted upside down and Necro throws it at Sick Boy. Um, it's like a great, it's like the, the, the cooler's closed, but you can see the water from the melted ice dripping onto his head as he lifts it over his head and throws it. It's fucking great. Um, they, uh, they fight their way back into the ring. Um, and now the ring crew or weapons crew or whatever are walking around holding big halogen lanterns, shining fucking high beams into the ring because there's no other way they could light this because nobody would just get you know, floodlights or anything. So there's just guys walking around shining flashlights into the ring. Uh, did you ever work a match uh, outdoor in the dark? Who, me? Yeah. No, Siobhan. Oh, I mean- Siobhan, you ever work a match outdoor in the dark? No. <laughs> how about you Daniel uh, I mean loads of times in backyard like I, I even sure sure head, headlights reminiscent of of backyard shows I was on where yeah I've done well hell I've done that <laughs> well and I mean it's always where you know like people you know that's the one thing I, I do not miss about backyard wrestling was just how you know shitty uh you know it's just the planning of things and the timing of everything and because you didn't have much of a crowd, like you'd have long gaps. But I mean, it was very reminiscent of this show where you had <laughs> yeah. a ninety-minute intermission, um, and that's why they ended up having to wrestle with friggin' headlights of a car. On Hang the on, car. we gotta we gotta charge the camera battery before we can do the next match. <laughs> yeah, that, that too. That too. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, it's it's so funny. I'm in a professional match, though. Has that ever happened? <laughs> No, you know what? No, the, All right. the amount of professional <laughs> matches that I've had outdoors, I could probably count on one hand. So. Yeah, okay, interesting. 
Um, they, um, the, 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 the lights start to go down and it is kind of beautiful. I think, um, you know, they're, they're really in the middle of nowhere and you can really see it when the sun starts to go down. Um, prompting, Necro- uh, Larry legend to start talking about how they need to get his black ass out of town. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he was definitely leaning on that more as the night went on. And I understand. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't, I understand. And then again, I could, I could never understand, honestly. Um, Necro gets a uh, two off of a DVD through a tube, light tube board or something, fucking whatever. Um, and then wins by submission with the Asiatic spike, right? Asiatic spike. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Good to see that back. Yeah. Anticlimactically though, as the referee, uh, just, they, it, it's a cool finish, but no one in the, no one knew what the fuck it was and, and no <laughs> one reacted to it. The referee has to like climb in the ring for the first time in the entire match and make the call for the submission. Like Necro, I assume yelled, get in here. It's the finish. <laughs> get in here for the finish kid <laughs> um necro the consummate professional though he raises sick boy's arm he gets the crowd to cheer for sick boy on his way out and i i don't know it's pretty awesome to get this weird guy out here and have him do this um this weird fucking mexican guy who like nobody here knows no, none of these people are i mean you know some of the freaks who traveled to see the carnage cup the dozen or so of them probably know sick boy you know no or maybe Maybe they've seen, they know what zone 23 is at least, you know? Um, so this guy, um, he like gets a beer and he gets on the microphone and he, uh, says, Buenos noches, Tennessee. He calls Necrobutcher his T.O. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which means uncle. Um, and says, he's really happy to be here. And I thought it was really sweet. They leave arm and arm, arm in arm, arm in arm, <laughs> arm in arm, <laughs> excuse me. Literally, they like leave like like thickest thieves. Necro and Sick Boy. <laughs> After Sick Boy says Necro is his TO, which I think is really nice. Um and you know, that is truly the 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 kind of thing that you only get here. <laughs> like where else could you see that? Um And uh, you know, these are all I thought the second round of this show, you know, second round is usually the, like the matches are like the shortest or like most basic, usually have a death match on it. But these here, except for the one where the guy like had, he couldn't kick out cause he got a bunch of shit poured in his face. <laughs> they were all pretty complete matches. I thought it was pretty good. I was pretty happy with it. Um, and again, I'm just going to say again, the show is great. Um, sincerely, it's now fully dark nighttime in McKinsey for main event time, right? Main event time. Yeah. Yeah. The only light is people's car headlights, people who have driven up closer to the ring and put their headlights on. Some people are already probably in their tent sleeping, I would assume. <laughs> um, I don't know. Some of these people might live out here permanently. Who can say? I mean, you know, that'd be an interesting premise, though, right? Uh, tent City? Deathmatch tournament set up? You hold it right in Tent City. I, I, I'll I have something I'll, I'll tell you guys off air about that room. Of of uh, something that, uh, <laughs> something, something related to promo- something I just said. something a promoter here pitched uh, to some workers who were appalled that he thought it would be a good idea. But but uh, <laughs> cool. I'll just say it was putting on a, a an independent wrestling show for the local homeless population. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, bull pain at the women's prison. You know, we're all inspired every time we see that clip. Um, <laughs> there's a market here. There's gotta be, um, 
the uh, the final is a four way dance. Four way dance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a fatal four way uh, elimination style between Little Sicko, Bryant Woods, the Maga Butcher, and Chewy Martinez. Um, you know, Chewy Martinez also reminds me of Joey's World Tour. You know, Joey's World yes. Tour. Yeah, he just like he's like get a puke all the time. He's nasty. He's just a puke guy. A guy who pukes. I'm I'm not familiar with Joey's World Tour. So Joey's World <laughs> Tour is he's a uh, Joey. I don't remember his last name. He's a uh, large man who eats fast food in his car. Yeah, he's he one of those fights, guys. Gets the newest fast food item, and he just just enjoys himself to an huh. extent that is probably not pleasant for like like long term he's having <laughs> a great time short term but long term this is a bad call it's like a bad like audio stuff. experience it's a bad visual experience it's, a, it's like Just a very covered in ranch dressing and shit it's about Just what you expect like the fattest like grossest people like you know the, not to fat the first people. thing that comes up when you google him is him eating an entire jar of nutella yeah yeah it's that kind of stuff and you know... i could never eat it well one I... sitting a jar of nutella i've had but a scoop in my life i i, I don't know um about all that okay. but but the the uh, you know just the 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 type of thing that you, like you think about Chewy Martinez, think about him like um, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna eat a fucking KFC double down, then you give me a DVD off the apron. <laughs> 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 you know that's kind of like what he's gonna do. Uh, let's see if I shit myself when I hit fucking go through light tubes. <laughs> uh, it is beautiful though when it's it's dark out and they all come out and all these like dirt bags are in there together. Um, yeah, and Tiny Tim plays again. Yeah, where I don't know who's who is the Tiny Tim music. I thought it was Bryant Woods is what I have written down here. Is Chewy's music has Tiny Tim? That's it's like I th- a. I think it's Chewy. Okay, that makes the most sense. Okay, okay. Um, and every time uh, it comes on though, Chris Kloss is like, "Is this some kind of joke?" Is this some kind of sick joke? What is this? Um, Chris Bri- Kloss is a very unironic man. Yeah, he he's just he's got one mode, and it's and it's beautiful. I mean, I appreciate him for it. I think he's great. <laughs> I think he really holds this whole thing together. Um, Larry certainly doesn't. Um, Bryant Woods, the suicidal beast. I uh, we never said his name, but I don't know. He's he's a suicidal beast. What can you say about that, you know? Um, he takes his shirt off. It doesn't appear to be limping, so I thought he was just, you know, selling really good um, earlier. Or maybe he just took a bunch of fucking painkillers. Who knows? Um, Necro meanders his way through the crowd uh, slowly. His entrance is great. Um, and it's, I don't know, I was really I was really feeling it when I was watching this. Just him coming out and proud to be an American and I was just like, man, how lucky are we to have like this? And how lucky is everybody who came to see the Carnage Cup and Kevin Brannon uh, to have Necro, you know, like a bona fide legend coming out? He like brings prestige to this thing. I think for real. I mean, I'm being, I'm joking a little bit, but also I'm being mostly sincere. For him to come to the Carnage Cup, like Necro is a legend, undeniably. He's in The Wrestler. He's in the wrestler. He, he had is... that, he had that Samoa Joe match with CM Punk on commentary. You ever heard of it? 
<laughs> you know? I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. Um, even if he is doing a weird, like, <laughs> crazy psycho alt-right gimmick. Um, I think that's good, actually. Um, it's just, it's just nice. I just think it's nice to see Necro back after we, he had cancer or something, right? We thought he was going to die. Yeah. I mean, oh, I mean, he genuinely did have cancer and looked awful. Yeah. Oh, he did. He looked terrible. And now, look at him. He looks great. Look at him. He looks great. Everybody in this looks great. They all do great. This match kind of starts with them all just kind of pushing each other around. Um, this is a house of glass <laughs> match, which just means it's like 150 light tubes. Yeah, yeah. It's not even that many, honestly. <laughs> um, they're, they're stuck on the hard camera for a long time here. They hit each other with a bunch of light tubes. Um, they get into a groove where they're paired off. Um, Necro punches Little Sicko in the face. That's pretty good. Little Sicko shows fire against him. Uh, Bryant Woods and, and Chewie uh, kind of fart and just kind of roll around and hit each other with light tubes. Um, and Chewie's the first one out. He gets choke slammed off the apron into a bunch of tubes and carpet strips. Um, and he looks like he's going to puke. Um, Necro does an inside cradle on, uh, uh, Bryant Woods almost right after, almost gets him. Then a backslide, uh, goes for an o- O'Connor roll, um, and then gets shoved <laughs> off. Having <laughs> he's having a great time. He's working his finishing sequence. He gets shoved off of that. Bryant Woods hits the weakest lariat imaginable on, on the MAGA butcher and eliminates him after all I said and all the gravitas that Necro brought to this thing, he's eliminated with a fucking, a lariat that looks like the one that fucking Vince McMahon gave Pat McAfee. (laughs) After doing a series of roll-ups in fucking quicksand, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, it was brutal. That looked but, like, I don't know, but that looked like uh, Red Bastine in his prime in there to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, it sucked. Um, but it was great also, you know, how there's levels to everything. Um, little Sicko chants. They love Little Sicko. Everyone in the crowd wants Little Sicko to win. They've got Little Sicko fever. He gets in the ring and he starts yelling like Johnny Gargano style emotional NXT yelling. I, I, I legitimately wrote Little Sicko Community Theater yelling at Brian. Yeah, that's what I just said. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. Um, some jawjacking, you know, he runs at Bryant Woods and gets taken down by the same exact shitty lariat that pinned Necro. And I thought it'd be really funny if that was the ending, but it's not. Um, and, uh, Little Sicko sells every shot here by dro- like dropping dramatically to one knee, um, which is like a classic, you know, way to sell. Um, hit with a, another lariat, and um, Bryant Woods puts one foot on him, and the ref counts to three, and they ring the bell. <laughs> uh, thus blowing the finish, I guess. Bryant yells that they should start the match over. And I don't know how a thing like this happens. I don't know how you blow a finish to a tournament this close to the end. I think little sicko looks like he's actually dead. He's having a hard time, but he also, maybe he doesn't know that Bryant Woods is pinning him with one foot on him. Jericho style. Like, I don't know what's going on. Um, but if you're the referee, I mean, first of all, you should probably let the referee know the finish. 
you know. Well, you could also there were moments in the match, even though it was you know it was poorly lit. I, I'm no one who is in attendance could probably see shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you could see in the background that they had the pile of shit next to the U-Haul trailer. It's that there. Obviously, <laughs> going to go through. <laughs> Most referees would probably know that it wasn't going to be – he wasn't going to pin him with his foot on top of him in the ring when they have a big After fucking a thing out slam. there. He just gave him a body slam. <laughs> so funny. It's so funny. I mean these referees have been through a lot today. Let's be fair. That one had to clean John Rare up. That sucked for her. I didn't see her again. I don't think either. <laughs> I think she went home. Uh Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so funny. That is a huge contraption set up uh, fucking next to the U-Haul truck. Yeah. Uh, Brian Woods beats up Little Sicko all around ringside and says to him something. They, they're doing, like, NXT, like, dialogue shit where he's like, I watched you grow up, he says to him. Yeah, I'm going out like this. I watched you grow up, Little Sicko. <laughs> now let's go on this U-Haul truck. Little sicko, poor little sicko. Um, whatever their relationship you cannot is, cannot mount a comb of any kind. No, he's not. Well, he doesn't. He's not a. He's not there to talk. You know, he's there to bump. Um, he drags little sicko by his mohawk about twenty feet to get up to the U-Haul truck. Um, and on the backside of the U-Haul truck, they've got a ladder, and they fight while climbing the ladder. And it's really dark, and people are shining flashlights on them. And I think, honestly, I mean, and call me like a dad or like just a, you know, whatever. But I think climbing a ladder in the dark is probably pretty dangerous on its own. I mean, this is probably, the carnage. This is the yeah. carnage cup, after all. But that seems pretty risky to me. Um, but yeah, they make it up there, and then Bryant Woods gives Little Sicko what I guess. I would have to describe as a Steiner screwdriver off the U-Haul truck. <laughs> Steiner yeah, screwdriver. Like, it was a uh, it was a fire funder type of. It just lo- it looked gross with the, looked with the front mad. face lock setup. Steiner screwdriver, kind of. I suppose, yeah. It Daniel, was there, yeah. as the pro wrestler among us, what what was the move that he hit? Uh, I don't know. It kind of, it, it was like. Kind of set up like a body slam, almost like a set set up like a Northern Lights bomb, um, which is kind of half suplex, half body slam. Sure, sure. And then he kind of just dove off. I, I think the <laughs> idea was like a fire thunder, but his, I think he landed mostly feet first, um, which I don't blame him. It was it's it was gross. Regardless. God bless him. Uh-huh. It still looked gnarly, but uh, <laughs> it was it was uh, not the cleanest of moves through through all of this. But uh, now, but crazy nonetheless. Remind me, Siobhan, last year didn't Little Sicko go off a U-Haul truck through a big thing and it didn't get caught on camera? Wasn't that Little Sicko, whose whose big bump was like the camera didn't catch it? No, no, he went off of. Uh, he's the one who went off of the building. Yeah, with, uh, Jamie Williams or whatever his name was. And it was caught Jamie just Williams barely breaks, in but- camera. I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jamie Williams. How do you pull that one out? <laughs> I just can't. I'm not sure I remember that name. That guy's name, right? Jamie Richards. Okay. Like oh, that. it was Jamie Richards because we joked about how it was Davy Richards, like, um, slow cousin or whatever. <laughs> Slower cousin. Um, 
Bryant Woods gives little sicko a Steiner screwdriver. I stand by what I said. It's a goddamn Steiner screwdriver off a U-Haul truck through a huge pile of tubes and a door and a pane of glass. And I thought it was actually pretty well executed. Uh, um, and Bryant Woods wins uh, the probably the le- most one of the most anonymous guys to possibly win this thing. <laughs> He's put over really huge too uh, by eliminating everybody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he did eliminate all three people. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Kevin Brandon must for, see something in him. For yeah, for his uh, next show in. Two years. <laughs> Two years. That's the thing. They ran the next day, and the winner of this tournament was supposed to work the main event. Bryant Woods did not work the next show. <laughs> he wins for winning Carnage Cup 13. He is also the new IWA Deep South champion, right? Um, he gets this tiny little trophy for winning the tournament, but then the belt itself, <laughs> the IWA Deep South title, is like the size of a fucking tire. <laughs> It's so goddamn big. Did you see this thing? It's 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 got the nice uh the IWA Deep South logo's got the uh Confederate flag. Oh yeah. Has, oh yeah, yeah. The belt, yeah. Yeah, that's a big part of the uh culture of the Fed. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we told you about that beforehand. You're supposed to know that. And also by being on here, you approve of all of no, it's uh, it's it's also one of those title belts that's like not like the plate is not flexed properly, so it's kind of like a big flat piece of heavy, just fake gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great belt! Um, and yeah, and Necro pours some water on Bryant Woods, and uh, Kevin Brandon and his sister or his wife or whatever. She is hand him the some, first lady, the first lady of of the deep south. They hand him some towels, and uh, that is the show. It's a weird promotion. <laughs> it, the um, speaking of the finish, the one other thing that I wanted to comment on, which I I don't know if it's commendable or what, but after the finish, Sicko is like selling like he has restless legs, like. Like, <laughs> selling like he might be paralyzed or, yeah. like, it, for an uncomfortable amount of time. Like, Well, that's just working. I, I mean, I, I I don't know if that's just the, the community theater, the aforementioned Johnny Gargano turned I mean, up to 11 or, or For or this what, business, but... you, have to, you have to really sell it, you know? Uh, this is true. <laughs> this important. is true. No, Little Sicko, again, is great on the next day, in, in his match the next day, and I I am fully all in on Little Sicko. He doesn't have a cage match profile. I'm going to try to get him one soon, though. I might make it for him. How do you do that? Is that easy? Uh, you got to talk to Stricka. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've submitted results for shows. I've never submitted profiles for people. Mm, so Sure. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a profile. Now. I've got a, I've got a, I've made a username, Siobhan. I'll have you know. You made it your own username. Yeah, um, it's it's Bucky. It's my name. It's just Bucky. If you see, if you see, I rated like a, if you see, I rated Chewy Martinez versus Brian White, seven out of ten. And you see this, like, who rated this? And it says Bucky, and you're like, I wonder if that's the one I'm, I know, and I'm friends with. Yeah. Well, it turns out. Yeah, it's me. I'm on Cage Match. heads up. I'm on the website. I'm reviewing matches. <laughs> Not actually doing that. Um, 
And that's the Carnage Cup, folks. Um, all of this, so 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 much, and yet so little to show for it. <laughs> um. Well, Daniel, it's late. Yep. It is later than intended. I'd like to thank you for coming on our podcast. Um, and uh, thank you for being my friend. And thank you for, uh, you know, just going out there and doing your shit and, and keeping wrestling pure and, uh, and, and not being like afraid or ashamed to do like a, a weird niche of a niche of a thing, you know? Um, I love, you know, we all love what you do. So fucking mm-hmm. keep, keep doing it as much as you can. <laughs> thank you for being on the show. And thank you for thank being on that motherfucking show. Thank you for having me back after four years. I'll be back, uh, 2027 to cover the next carnage cup yeah (laughs) yep carnage cup 14 yeah there it is there it is uh Uh, but yeah no this was this was fun i genuinely i mean i was homesick uh for a bunch of last week which is what made watching this five-hour show like possible well it made it it made it perfect that's what it did yeah it put you in the right mindset when you got a bit of a fever that's when you watch the show yeah. Um, no. I just, true. you know, I just, I can't believe we we did this. It's just so stupid. Uh, <laughs> so, but I really appreciate it, uh, folks. Thank you for listening. Follow Daniel Macabe on Twitter on the X app, formerly known as Twitter at Daniel Macabe. Is that right? Uh, yes, correct. All Twitter and Instagram at Daniel Macabe. Yeah. Um, follow us at Touching Blood on. X app, formerly known as Twitter, um, on TikTok at Touching Blood, Instagram, uh, Wrestling is Gross, you know, Wrestling is Gross at gmail.com. Send us emails, send us questions, send us suggestions, send us, send us re- anything, send us match requests or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Just send us fan shit. Fan art. It's, I would love to hear from people. Um, fan art. Ooh. Yeah. Nothing. Well, no, anything. Actually, you know what? Anything. I said nothing. What if it's to say anything? Send us anything. Um, watch Daniel Macabe wrestle for action for TWE and DOA and other promotions coming soon. Um, do you know this guy wrestled uh, Yuki Shikawa one time since he came on the show? This is true. Siobhan, do you know this? Yeah. Yuki and Ishikawa. And Daisuke Ikeda in the same match. In the same match. And then, and then a couple years later... Came on to talk about Chewy Martinez. Chewy Martinez <laughs> came on to talk about Obey. All caps. Death to America. Thank Death you. To America. Yeah. Death uh, to America. And we will be back soon. We'll be back with uh, Lucha Libre next time. Right? We're going to do that show. And it's going to be fun. Yeah. And thank you, folks, for listening. Thank you for continuing to stay with us and the ups and downs. And uh, the show is strong, and I'm really proud of it, and I'm really proud that we did this, and thank you all so much for listening.